all those great things yesterday that you sent by. It wasn't broken, and right? this time, the uh, <laughs> ship in the glass bottle was not broken. It was she not. A, ship in a glass, glass ship in a glass bottle. It was okay, In fact, okay, when, right? I leave, when I leave the studio today, I'm going to get inside on the ship and head <laughs> for any place it'll take me. <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> I bet you would. Listen, Kathy West is just adorable. Uh, Isn't I it amazing how the audience has turned around with her? Well, you Can't you do the show from her uh, hospital room? <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, she's going to have her baby here in the studio. Oh, wonderful. From the hospital. I want to be there. <laughs> no, seriously, she's going to have her baby here in the studio. I love it. I We're going to have the midwife she, you, and the housewife. Oh, what a pair. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's just great. Um, uh, what I, I want to ask you, uh, do you have uh, club passes to uh, Gulfstream? <laughs> That's on Lee's show. I have all. I have everything you could ever need, and then some. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> okay, I just wondered if you did or not. I'm well, not I sure appreciate. Uh, I appreciate the thoughtfulness. That was really nice yesterday. That's sweet. And uh, give my love to mom. I hope she uh, likes what I sent. Thank you, and have a great Easter tomorrow. You well, you have a. You, I know Passover is still on, so keep enjoying. Okay. Okay, dear. Man who called Craig said that. Craig said that Neil would never kill himself. Very How the hell does he know? Interesting. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll show him a thing or two. Wait till the next hour, okay? Let's eat, eat some of those stale nuts in that Exactly. Box Man, I'm there. telling you, Kathy West left some garbage here that even a parrot would laugh at. In fact, I think the parrot uh, dropped some of those in the box. I mean, it is the most disgusting-looking stuff that anybody's ever seen. Now, what just happened on the phone there with that glitch? All of a sudden, just in like one second. Lee, Lee, Lee hung up. Okay, we have afraid. a couple of open lines in Dade County, 624-0191, and there's an open line in Broward at 764-0707. What are you looking for, Tom? Tom Gallagher's, uh, oh, I see, Tom's looking for the newspaper so that he can bring you some headlines. <laughs> that, of course, is uh, one of the great tactics that the Wins News staff has been famous for for 11 years now, is that we take boring news out of the Herald and we make it Interesting, call Journey news would say. Call-ups news is newsroom. They'll give it to you. Oh, that's true. We can get the weather from the folks over there. Maybe Tom Schaefer's still hanging around with Craig talking about his mystical boat. I'm telling you, man, radio in this town is reaching new levels, ladies and gentlemen. Even the FCC isn't prepared for what we're on the horizon the of in this market. The will fall asleep listening to most of them. Exactly. They'll be something. into a terminal coma. And, of course, the new chairman of the FCC, Mr. Right Wing, uh, we're going to have him probably on the Taffy McCallum show one of these days in the next couple of weeks. And uh, he'll, he'll probably be the first guest to fall asleep on the phone. Although I do remember Calder had a couple of callers oh, who fell asleep yes, on the phone. Buford. Remember those? Can we rip Buf Buford? From Boy, the Redlands. Buford. He must be related to Biff from the Redlands. Okay, no. listen, we're out of time for oh. this hour. Fruitcake is here, and uh, he's going to stick around until the uh, reform police come in and take him away. And Tom Gallagher, who just uh, is trying desperately to figure out what the hell the Saturday morning business is all about, Tom is standing by. He's going to try to bring some respectability back to all of this. He's got those yokel and area news headlines that Wins is so famous for. World news from CBS at the top of the hour. And we'll come back at 11.06. Ernie Sochin is going to be doing his show from Temple Bethel at 2 this afternoon. Get Up 94 News wins. If you'd like to call Neil, dial 764-0707 in Broward or 624-0191 in Dade. And now, here again is Neil Rogers. Okay, we have a special celebrity guest standing by. Boy, we've got them all today, man. They're coming out of the woodwork. They're coming from Kendall and from uh, Pinellas Park. And from uh, Carroll City. From Carroll City and from Hunger, as a matter of fact. And uh, yesterday, of course, we had that jerk on from the FCC. Uh, James McKinney, 
Oh, absolutely told us nothing. I mean, the most ambiguous, vague bunch of mung in the history of radio. And we also talked to Jerry Williams. And uh, this morning we thought we would probably talk to one of the real experts on radio obscenity who is standing by in Pinellas Park. Are you there, sir? Yes, I am. This may cost me my job, Rogers, but frankly, uh -oh. you're full of doo-doo. Oh, that's okay. okay. Hello, Mr. Lassiter. Although, How wait a minute. Doing? Does that have to do with excretory uh, something? Uh, I'm not really sure. Or is it just that you haven't grown up and you continue to talk in baby talk? If that's the case, it's okay. There's a lot of bowl number two, if you ask me. Ooh. See, here he goes, man. We've had him on like for 20 seconds, and Gently. he's just spewing it out, man. It's just like a gigantic telephone enema. Well, I'm really tickled off at the whole thing, Rogers. There's a guest here in the studio who'd like to say hello to you. Uh, hello, Mr. Lasseter. How is everything up there doing? Everything is fine up here doing. You still have that tape? Right there in the studio with you? He's in the studio. We have him captured in here, and Lee Fowler is on his way with a group of board ops, and they're <laughs> going to beat the crap out of him. Well, I'd, I'd chain him to the chair. I wouldn't let him get away. Take his phone privileges, at least. They're taken away. Don't worry about that. Good, good. That's okay, but we have sources up in Tampa help me get through. Uh, we, were trying, <laughs> we were trying to get to on that 800 number, but uh, I don't want you to pay a dollar for it. That wouldn't be fair. Don't answer the 800 number anymore. You don't? Oh, only when we're desperate and don't have any other calls do we answer. Oh, no wonder it was ringing a lot. In time. other words, every 20 minutes. <laughs> so how are things going over there, Bob? Things are going pretty good. How's the wife? No, the wife is fine, thank did you. you. Did you get the newsletter what up there? What is this, how's the wife? What, are, what is this, uh... This is this the Joe Franklin show? By the way, speaking of, speaking of Joe Franklin, he had uh, Professor Irwin Corey on again last night, and i got to tell you something. That man is the funniest man in the history of mankind. I didn't know he was still alive. He's hysterical. He really is. And, of course, Joe Franklin, you know what a great sense of humor he's got. And he's sitting there, and he's trying to interview his 40 other guests who are sitting, you know, sprawled over the couch. And Irwin Corey just keeps going on and on. It was great. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but... Well, it actually has a great deal to do with things because they are dropping, apparently, the PTL network up here and replacing it with WOR out of New York. Hey, listen to that. There's hope for mankind. Even Is that in Pinellas? Yes, that is a big secret. No one knows that yet. Even in Pinellas County, that's with two L's, we're coming into the 20th century. Mm -hmm. Well, wait till the governor finds out about that. He'll probably try to stop it. Well, there is, there is some talk about that. So uh, which of the words did you want to say to us this morning? Don't do it, please. I'm asking the wrong guy. No, no, we work for the same company. I, I wouldn't dare. Well, you did once. Can we rip Bob while he's on the line? Go ahead. You can rip him. He's got broad shoulders. Bob did. Big uh, shoulders. Did, I mean, uh, enormous. Bob. Yes. You there? Of course you are. How did, uh, uh how, how close was it between you and TalkNet? How close is it? <laughs> and I, not numbers, even. numbers. I mean, not distance, like. What? Near. The man's pulling like an 18 share in this market. And you have a five, but I heard you had well, the wait, highest Wait a minute, share. wait a minute. Who's pulling an 18 share? TalkNet. He's Why gone. is there this deafening silence? Didn't hear what you said. No, no. Who's pulling an 18 share in that market? Bruce. Bruce Williams? Yes. And I've been on the show also. The highest live local numbers, which are just under a five, uh, for you. most hours, just over a five for one. That's you aren't away the highest local, but Bruce Williams is pulling 16s, 17s, and 18s. Oh, my God. Amazing. Girl. We have to have a saliva test in the Tampa Bay area, ladies and gentlemen. There are morons up there. I don't think there is any saliva up here. That's one of the main <laughs> problems. I can't believe that. Are you cereal, or is this a put-on? Oh, oh, that's for cool. real. That's why FLA is doing so good. Oops. 
I had a call from somebody at WFLA the other day. I had a message, some lady at WFLA, and I threw it in a wastebasket and I laughed. I wonder what that was all about. Well, they are aware of you. I had uh, lunch with some people over there this week, and we were talking about you. Uh, oh, you, in other words, they were calling me to offer me a job, perhaps. That was it, but uh, we were talking about the the FCC and you and Howard Stern last Tuesday. And oh, I see. Opted it. Well, you know, the chances of my talking to FLA and one of the competing stations, oh, that would be outrageous. I don't know, Neil. I think they pay pretty well, probably. They'd probably go 250 maybe even 285 a week for you. Really? They'd like you up there, too. All those, yeah, uh, I'd be big in that market, man. Oh, you really would? I'd be almost as big as Bernard Meltzer. Bernard probably is doing over there. Well, it's funny that Bernard is beating uh, all the ass the attorneys on W. Snooze, which is, snooze, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> he is. He's beating them by, I mean... I think one thing that all three of us have in common is a basic intrinsic love for Lee Fowler. I don't think there's any question about that. Bob, do you have any latest uh, information about Lee? I talked to Lee this very week. You did. What did he have to say? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's all. Oh no. Okay, I get it. Okay, that was don't, good. Don't even go over there. They're, they're going. But Bob down isn't going to go too far because he knows that when you know the door is still, even if there's a little creak in the door, that he just doesn't want to close it all the way. I wouldn't give Lee the pleasure. He'd probably do better than he would. He has a, he's he's he has what's it? He beat like he's just as popular as Shirley. Two five, well, two six for him and two five for Shirley. Last time I had spoken with him, he told me over my dead body. And there was a report up here this week that he'd had a stroke and died on the air. No, that's not true. you got to tell Joyce to straighten out her uh, sources. I spoke to her today. She crank-called me up at home. Joyce Boy, now, see, this is getting really inside. Is that that misfit down in Homestead? No, Why are you a, calling her a misfit? She's uh, working at PLP now. She's a wonderful person. Are you serious? Yes. Now, the a, audience is listening to all of this, and they haven't got any idea, and I'm beginning to agree with Mark Kuhn that this is this has gotten so inside that well, how it just, about, uh, I mean, even I haven't got any idea you want me to tell what you? any of these people are talking about. All of these, uh, we, we have like several different levels of crank callers and groupies and subgroupies and subhumans, and uh, I, it's just amazing what goes on in the periphery of the real world. You want to know about Joyce Bender? Of course. Okay. Is she related to Tom Bender? To Bender Over. Oh, uh, she's, she's probably full sister to Dr. Bendova. That's uh, <laughs> from Al Rantel's favorite guest, yeah. Bendova. Go she ahead. Used, she used to work at WRBA, which is a country station now, which is off the air. She used to Great. do uh, weekend nights over there, and she used to call John McHugh over here and play him records and stuff like that. John and McHugh, that's a familiar name. John McHugh. Yeah. He, he, every time I speak to him, he takes shots at you, Bob. The radio douchebag, you remember him. <laughs> yeah, well, at least I'm working. No, he's working too now. He, matter of fact, he's the general manager of WZOR in uh, Mockley. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny when he's you stop doing, and think about it. He's isn't doing it? news over there in Spanish and accent. I'll tell you one thing. They're big in Indians over there, man. He's got 8,000 Indians workers. and migrant workers. It's fantastic. His their name is Raul Travajas. And uh, I got news for you. They're loyal because when they get that buck to fill out the diary, man, they'll do anything. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. So he's got an enormous Maybe audience. He'll send that in, too. You believe this? I mean, you believe this is on the air? Because I'll tell you, I sure don't. Anyway, getting back to uh, why I called you, because I'm sure that someone who lost a job over an innocent four-letter word probably is apoplectic. Mo it turns out that most of the people on the air in this market are a bunch of wimps. They don't know who Lasseter They're is. They're really a bunch of wimps, because, uh, you know, I'm the only one who's really making a shrill protest to this, and the other ones, of course, are, you know, busy uh, licking the boots of the commissioners up there. Lee. Kidding me. 
Oh, yeah, even Fowler is quoted in the Herald this morning as saying, I think it's a good decision. There are many irresponsible people in this business who are offensive and have no business being on a radio. And of, course, of course, we all know that Lee is patently offensive just on the face of him. Oh, I wouldn't say that. With his sex elephone poles and how often do elephants do it. Yeah. Yeah, he's recently been involved in a series of sex polls. I wonder why. Is that like that old I cliche? Like he's my favorite down there. People who don't get to talk about it the most. Exactly. Can we say that about No Lee? question about it, although Kathy West is an exception. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. You were saying what? You say what? I, I just said that Lee Fowler is my favorite talk host. He's my favorite, too, especially David Fowler. Up in, and they have another Fowler up, up where, just before last, I think, in the mornings. And uh, well, I keep losing my train of thought because I'm trying to have a conversation and this misfit over here just keeps rambling on and rambling on with incoherent non-sequiturs that make absolutely no sense even to him. But why do you have that misfit in the studio? He just showed up here today. He just showed up and, uh, you know, we felt sorry for him. We figured, you know, he's been desperate for so long to have some attention and we thought we'd give him some. But this is the man or the boy that you would call me in the middle of the night and cry about. Exactly. He used to bring tears to my eyes. Are you serious? No. Oh, okay. That's good. Now, what were you saying about what you said yesterday or last night about the FCC ruling? Are we going to ever get to that, or is this just going to be one of those teases that goes on and on and on? Oh, I did about 15 or 20 minutes on it. The, uh, That's it? Totally ignored it. They're not, not in the least bit interested. I can check that out. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. No, I'm dead serious. I mean, this is on the front page of the Miami Herald this morning of the world-famous Herald and Channel 4 and the world-famous Channel 6 news people came by yesterday during my show. And if Channel 6 comes by to cover it, you know it's got to be big stuff. Yeah. Well, the front page of the St. Petersburg Times this morning has uh, Florida and other states revive long-term alimony. Oh, that's good. Uh, the... oh, now, wait a minute. I bet they're big on the obscene bumper sticker law, though, aren't they? No, that uh, isn't really even known about up here. They don't have cars up there. All Can I ask you a stupid question? What the hell is it that they do talk about up there? What, on my show or the other? On any show up there. Well, for example, this morning, uh, <sighs> my station, there's a very hot conversation with a, a druggist in someplace in Kentucky. Who well, wait a minute. Can you give me a prescription for penicillin? I doubt it very okay. much. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm getting a strep throat. You are. And Kathy West has gone all the way home to get me uh, whatever this stuff is, to get me some drugs. You West? Yeah. Who is Kathy West? We don't have time to go she's into a, it. She's in a family way. Uh, she's pregnant. Guess who's the father? I wouldn't even want to try. It's a long pause here. I noticed that. I wouldn't even want to Go try. ahead. Don't let, don't let him, uh, you know, don't let him deep-six this conversation. Just keep going. Ignore him. Pretend he's not here. Well, no, this, this market up here could not care less, uh... First of all, we don't have anything that even comes close in this market, with the possible exception of the Q Zoo. Now, on the Q Zoo, they are extremely racist and sexist. That's okay. That is not indecent. And Mason Dixon, the operations manager at the Q Zoo, was quoted in yesterday. Mason Dixon? Mason Dixon, right. Uh, was quoted in the paper yesterday as saying that he thought indecent radio was awful, and he would never do it. But they just sit there and take shots at every minority known to man and perpetuate every stereotype known to man. But that's not indecent. thing doo-doo is. Mason Dixon? I don't make up these names. I can't believe it. Go ahead, I'm sorry. And that's about as far as it has gone. What, what kind of a stiff market is that? I mean, how are you surviving up there? How is a man with an IQ of at least over three 
Sure. And I know that from personal experience, from some of those long, depressing conversations we've had on the phone about you wanting to get out of there. How is a person able to survive mentally? I'm lucky I have my own following, and after a year and a half of going berserk up here, I do whatever I want to do. Uh, I take a lot of heat for it, and it costs me money out of my pocket. However... Well, what, does that mean you pay to be on the air? <laughs> almost. You pay by the hour or by the minute? Close. It's very close to my paying them to be on the air. No, with endorsements in live spots. Yeah, the, uh... Can I let, can I let it out of the bag? What's that? All the uh, people up there don't like uh, Lasseter's views, so they're calling up the sponsors, and they've they've actually done, had an impact on uh, his sponsorship on the show. Oh yeah, sure. See, now that's the difference between the two markets, because down here, especially during the Hallandale thing, they tried that, and uh, you know there were one or two nervous people who like went into limbo for a few days, and they all came back. Oh, there are people up here who threatened to turn me into the Chamber of Commerce, but I'm bad for tourism. To turn you into the Chamber of Commerce? And what is the Chamber of Commerce going to do to you, Bob? Oh, boy, they're going to sentence you to two weeks in Clearwater with the Scientologists. Clearwater is where it's at. Clearwater is the action town up here. Boy, that says a lot. I thought Bob's going to work at WSUN uh, playing bingo on the air with the old people. That would be good. Man, I'm telling you, those old ladies, they still just, uh, they just go nuts. They're probably right now hearing your voice is doing things for them, uh, the likes of which even Dr. Ruth couldn't do. He has more crankers all up there per, per square inch than anybody in all... Do you get a lot of crank calls up there? Millions. Uh, not the way that you do in Miami. In Miami. No, he does. He's lying to you. <laughs> or, so. I, I have them doc. I have them on tape. I should have brought the tape. Bob, you get so many crank calls up there. Hello, Mr. Lasseter. Who are just enraged. They are for real people. They're not calling up just to crank. They're, they're calling up because they can't take it anymore. Oh, in other words, they're really PO'd. Yes. Really tinkled off. Hmm. See, I'm still waiting for that letter to come in the mail. You know, this uh, McKinney that I had on yesterday, I asked him if it was true that they sent a personal letter of warning to Howard Stern. Mm -hmm. And he said, the warning is not only for Howard, it's for you too, Neil, and for everybody else. Like, just mm -hmm. a little subtle intimidation, you know, about as subtle as an elephant in a china shop. <laughs> okay, listen, hold on a second. You're not going anywhere, are you? I. Like I said, hold on a minute. <laughs> 20 minutes past 11 at WINZ. Bob Lasseter is with us. Uh, Fruitcake is here in the studio. If Lee is listening, by the way, you know where the station is, and uh, we have an open-door policy here. Moving from one place to another is a big step, and it's important to work with someone that you trust. If you're considering a move, call your neighborhood moving and storage experts, Father and Son Moving and Storage. Father and Son has been family-owned and operated since 1908. Three generations of moving experience, and you'll receive modern moving. 24 minutes past 11 at WINZ. We're speaking with Tom Likas. And, uh, no, actually, Bob Lasseter's on the phone, and you'll be pleased to know that some little old lady in tennis shoes just called <laughs> Kyle and is just spazzing. She's so delighted to hear your mellifluous voice. Oh. Stentorian. Oh, Gene. Was Gene? I don't know who it was. One of, the, one of those old bags that used to call you plane. on the weekend. What do you mean? They're all your listeners. You told them. Not that. anymore. They're not, man. I've, I've uh, sent them all to Siberia. My audience is all under 10. By the way, it's re I, wa I want you to understand the impact of this. The, the business about exploiting children, you know, the children may be listening, that business. Oh, well, of course, that's just a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, they're, ex they're using children as an excuse to be fascist and censor-free speech. But the bottom line is, you know who they're referring to? They're not talking about anybody under 12 because all of this is based on the nationwide Arbitron ratings, according to Mr. McKinney of the FCC. 
And as a result of that, since there are no measurements for anyone under 12, they're talking about people between the ages of 12 and 17. Now, aren't you just positive as can be that somebody, say, 15 years old, is really offended when they hear somebody use one of the words that they use, you know, 400 times a day on the average? Yeah. Well, the extraordinary thing is last night on the way into work, uh, we stopped off and got a quick hamburger at McDonald's, okay? Wait a minute. Was, Craig, was Craig Worthing with you? No, he wasn't. You don't know what it's like not to be able to afford to go to McDonald's when you don't have a dollar in your pocket, friends. You don't know what that's like. There was a man sleeping uh, in one of the benches over there. But did, he, did he have a sailor hat on? Yes, he did. And brown checkered pants? <laughs> I can't believe did. it. I can't believe he came all the way back in this morning to do Al's show. That's incredible. I don't know who it was, but he did look familiar. And in any event, we're sitting in the booth, and there's a, a booth next to us with two women, apparently young mothers, perhaps uh, under 30 just over if not under we were getting up to leave and one of them said and I just think the whole thing whatever they were talking about is a bunch of bull you know what mm. the point is you can go into even McDonald's with Ronald and the American flag and the oh. Monopoly game and the whole thing the boots. for this language all over the place does anybody remember the uh, Watergate tapes Nixon's tapes Apparently not. I, w I was going to say Tricky Dick, but we can't say that on the air anymore either. Well, does anyone remember our illustrious president calling the members of the press? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Even Ronnie has used expletives. I can't believe it. Well, you got to understand, we're living in this uh, Casper Milk Toast world that the FCC and all those uh, senile old farts up in Washington. That's where they come from. It has nothing to do with children. It makes the people themselves, the, the moral majority, the... Federation for Decency and all of these other yeah, right wing Morality and media, by the way, are jumping on the bandwagon on this one now. They say that they're going to... In fact, it's in a Wall Street Journal that our guest brought in this morning. Bradley Curl, National Director of Morality and Media, says that they're going to be monitoring Howard Stern's show and complain to the commission if he violates the broader indecency standard that they passed yesterday. So They had something also in there about uh, an increasing promiscuity in there. Did you see that? It was a little quote down there at the end of the article about about saying that if uh, people started using those kind of words on the air, then AIDS would, uh, I guess, get out of control. If, oh, yeah, if no question about AIDS. it. All, all somebody has to do is say douchebag on the air, and right away everybody uh, grabs the person next to them and starts doing, you know, obscene things. By the way, if there are people in the audience who'd like to speak to Bob Lasseter, wouldn't you love to do that? I've got to take calls, too. Calls. Hey, listen, get a check, don't worry This is it. our dime, you understand. You know what a cheap company this is. I mean, I've got to talk to all of your tush cavities down there? Exactly. Okay. Would you do that? Of course. Okay. Now, if there are any, we've already got a whole bunch of people that have been hanging on. I have no idea why, because yours is, what did we do? We took this call right after the news? So what the hell are these other people still hanging on for, man? I'm telling you, they are loyal, aren't they? Not too bright, but they are loyal. They hang on and on and on. It's just incredible. Okay, we have a couple of open lines here in Dade at 624-0191, and I'm sure that there must be some Lasseter groupies in Dade who would just spaz at the nose to get on the phone and hear this mellifluous, soothing voice from Pinellas Park speak into the phone and say, Ah, shucks. Pshaw. Ah, pshaw. I bet you don't, I bet you don't say that up there, do you? You yeah. wouldn't have the guts to say Peshaw in Pinellas Park. The callers say it. Have we got one for him? It doesn't have the shock value up here that it had in Miami. You know what would be embarrassing? What? If nobody wanted to talk to you. That would be. That would be mortifying. They don't know who Lasseter is. It's been a long time. That, you see how soon they forget? Man, they haven't got any idea who the hell you are. How long has it been, Bob? Pardon? How long has it been since you were... When was the last day? When was your last day here? What, do you remember the date? Remember the 8th. When was it? A year ago, December the 8th. 
Oh, over a year, like almost a year and a half. December the 8th, 1985. Boy, that's incredible. That well, was, you cleaned uh, house over here. That was right around the time of our last talk mania. In fact, that was the same weekend, wasn't it? I think I know who that caller was, by the way, who made that made uh, made you say that. Well, how'd you like his number? <laughs> I know who it is, too. Do you really? Uh-huh. Oh, The guy boy, who called us and said, uh, oh, Mr. Weiser, you're a communist. And, yeah. Uh, and so you are full of... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Doo-doo. No, it wasn't me. So, although it's been alleged. Doo-doo. Okay, listen, we got some calls for Bob. Oh, we do. Is that Fort Lauderdale call for Bob Lassiter? Well, let's check it out. Hello. Hello. Hello? Hello? Yes. Me? Yeah, I think this is a crank call. No, it's not. Okay. Yes, it is. Uh, get off the air. I know. Uh, I know. See, I knew it crank immediately. <laughs> okay. I can't believe you said that to Bob. Uh, <laughs> North Miami, hello. Bob. Mr. Hey, Lassiter. Yes. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Please come home. I try to, but they won't let me. Isn't there anything Mr. you can do with Mr. Fowler that would convince him to put you on? Well, as a matter of fact, I just asked him that question this very week, and he's... This is, this is another crank caller, by the way. It's not a crank caller. I think Mr. Lasser is one of the best talk hosts we've ever had in South Florida. Well, next to John Broward. Please. I'm okay, a... sir. Good luck to you. I'm not going to press my luck with that one. Yeah, have a uh, happy, happy sukkahs. <laughs> okay, man, Bob, I'm telling you, oh, you're Bob. bringing him out of the woodwork today, I'll tell Dance, you that. Dan Slate brought that card in, uh, that little thing that you did on the air, and he's going to play it right now. Okay, wait did. a minute, let's interrupt uh, the segment with Lasseter for just a second. We have a little special uh, thing here that's just been handed to me from the news department. Prior to the arrival of the now famous FCC letter, the federal authorities have devised this FCC danger zone cart, which is to be played when a would-be talk show host is getting near what the commission feels is... Obscene and indecent. Ooh, that was it. That's it. It's only seventeen. That's the bad song. Twenty-three people in the production department, and that's the best they can come up with. Are you serious? No, there's, there has to be. So maybe not here, but the other stations have a Stacy Q and all those uh, double entendres in there. Well, no, that's I can't good. believe it, Dan. What happened to you? Has something happened to your mind since we last spoke? I mean, that on a scale... I mean, Dan has been just uh, working to a frenzy in a production studio, and I thought he was going to... He's been putting such great stuff together for us, and well, I thought that this was going to be a real winner. Well, that's just to let people know when you're getting near the danger zone so they can get their... I mean, that was so oh. weak on a scale of zero, and while Lassiter is on the phone, we might as well play something that Lassiter will enjoy. Blue skies. <laughs> Hello, this is Michael Jackson, urging that's you to help Johnson. stop the spread of social disease. Don't risk your life by having a romantic encounter with an unfamiliar acquaintance. I urge you to do like I do. Go it alone, but make sure you wear protection. That's why I recommend the Michael Jackson glove. <laughs> Worn on either hand, the Michael Jackson glove adds the security and peace of mind that I need to do it myself. So remember, before you pull it out, put it on and... The Michael Jackson glove, proving once again that a bird in the hand is better than one in the bush. Available in sequin models for extra stimulation. Okay. Now, I bet they would play that in Tampa, wouldn't they? 
I, I, uh, I, uh, I don't, I, I, I doubt it very much. Do you really? Yes, I do. Well, what a bunch of old bags up there. And oh, let's see. A woman wants to talk about that foul-mouthed Don Webb. Ooh, Webb. Boy, that ought to be good. Well, let's see who's oh, in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm not a crank caller, and I want to say hello to Bob and tell him I miss him. Well, thank you. I have friends over in the Tampa area who hear about you, or hear you all the time, and I'm wondering if you ever go to Utica, Boonville, or Old Forge anymore. No, I've not been up that way for probably a dozen years. Oh, my goodness. Well, I miss you, Bob. Thank you. I miss you, too. I used to listen to you all the time, and I enjoyed you. And, of course, I like Neil, and I listen to him, and... But anyway, I'm glad to hear you today. Oh, Pshaw. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, Bob. Yes. Have a nice Easter. I'll try. Okay. Bye-bye. Can't believe it. Even uh, Jimmy Carter never said, oh, Pshaw, to the Ayatollah. Hollywood, hello. Hello. Yes. Hello, Bob. Can I speak to Bob? Or you can't. Bob, how are you? I'm doing fine. That's good. I'm the girl who calls you in a... Uh, in temper from time to time. I mean, I don't, I'm not on the air, but I usually call you before you go on the air. Do you remember me? I'll never tell you my name. You live in Sarasota? Pardon me? Do you live in Sarasota? He's in Hollywood. I call you to tell you I miss you. Ah. Uh, you probably... Uh, sympathy calls. And I want to tell you, Bob, I called uh, Lee Fowler a few weeks ago, and uh, he was uh, uh, asking for name who could replace, you know, um, Steve Kane, and I gave your name. <laughs> Did he ever call you? No, no, he, he didn't. He didn't call you Lee Fowler? I told him that it would be nice if we could get you. And, uh, <laughs> that afternoon. We yeah. miss you so much here, and I think you, you're so intelligent and everything, and I don't think you belong where you are. You belong in the big city. No one belongs where I am, ma'am. Well, uh, can you come back? I could if, if, if they'd let me. Well, but WIZ, they could put you instead of Taffy. Yes, they could, as a matter of fact, but they won't. Well, if I call... We, I, as a matter of fact, I call Mr. Kuhn many times, and I mention your name. Well, the problem is it's Neil Rogers. He's the one that's blocking me in the market. He that's right. He could do something for you, because he knows the right people. Maybe pay his salary. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to wait until you come back, Bob, because you, uh, we really need you in Florida, because we got no... Besides Neil Rogers, we have nobody. I understand that. Well, there is Lee Fowler. Oh, come on. Okay, ma'am, listen... Listen, have a wonderful life, but it's commercial time. We're going to put Lasseter on hold one more time here because he's just, just got a torrent of calls. And uh, we do have one open line in date, if you hurry, at uh, 624-0191 because Steve won't be back on the air until the 1st of July. 624-0191. It's 24 before noon at WINZ. We have our usual cast of Saturday Misfits here, and we'll come right back. Okay, 21 before noon, we have Bob Lasseter in Pinellas Park, and we also have Steve Kane's replacement in the studio with it. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> Say hi. Hi, Neil. <laughs> Is Bob on? I want to talk to Bob about some good guys. He's on here, yeah. Are you there, Bob? I'm right here. Hey, so what were you talking about, Mason Dixon? Just what I said. He, well, he, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. Decent. He would never do anything like that. Oh, I have stories of Mason Dixon that would burn from one. By the way, thank the... you for these drugs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm delivering. I can just see all those mothers out there going. I can't believe she's giving out prescription drugs. Say hi to Bob. Say hi, Bob. 
Um, anyway, so how's it up there? How come she won't talk now? Man, during the break, she was uttering. You have to say that three-letter word. She was uttering obscenities during the break. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of them. That was one of them. Okay, um, now, you see, if children, VP, we heard that the first time. If children say it, it's okay. If adults say it, then it's bad. Um, Bob, don't you understand? You've got to protect the adults who are listening out that's there. That's right. We don't want to hear about that. Exactly. There was another one. I thought you didn't have any adults left, Neil. I thought your audience had gotten much under younger. 10, I told you, they're all under 10 now. We... Eye taffies, yeah, those are taffies. Uh, those are white flowers, real so, white. It is boring in Pinellas Park, let me just tell you. Somebody that Fluffy, lives there. yeah. Uh, she, listen, or what she's saying is a hell of a lot more interesting than what you're saying, I'll tell you that. This could be our audition tape, she could send it to Lee. <laughs> That's my cake there. Okay, say hi, Neil. Say hi, Neil. No way. Ooh, man, she's scared of that thing. <laughs> well, she I think she's seen yet. too many of those around your house. So what's going on up there? Nothing, nothing. Very oh, quiet. Well. Very quiet. Yeah, Mason Dixon. I hear Mason Dixon's going to be on TV with the, or I guess the morning zoo's going to be. But the morning zoo is going to be on Jones. Hi. Hi. Hi, Bob. Hi. All right. Well, we just came to give Neil some relief from his. Uh... She wants you back on the air, also. Who? Hi, she does. Yeah. Hi, flowers. That's real. Is nice. she saying flowers or fluffy? <laughs> I think she's talking about fluffy McCallum. <laughs> There you go. Boy, she's going to do a good job from 3 to 7, isn't she? <laughs> Man, I'm going to tell you. Be my replacement. Only tell her to clean up her language. Yeah, that's oh. exactly. That's going to be her first. She's going to have the plant man on the first day. Is going to be her first day. She'll say frog, and that'll really frog? come out bad. Uh-oh. Froggy? No, she says a word that just... <laughs> oh, that's very close to froggy, but not uh, exactly a man. And, and uh. fork. Yeah, all right, great. Okay, are you listening, Mr. McMillan? Okay. Now, this is a two-year-old child, okay? So it can't be for, to appeal to the prurient interest of our adult audience. Tell Mason I said hi. And I okay, said hi. thank you, Kathy. That was very thoughtful, but uh, don't do it again. Thank you. Miami, hello. Hello? Hello? Yes. Bye-bye. Yes, ma'am. Master, please. Go ahead. This is for you, Bob. Oh, okay. Mr. Laster, I'm not one of the Saturday degenerates normally, but I really do miss you, and I sure wish you were back on the air down here. I really thought that Neil Rogers was the one that was stopping you from being on the air. I'd come over there and punch him in the nose. Well, it is true. I got more calls than Neil. Get out of uh, here. Oh. All of them were for me. That's the only problem. <laughs> yeah, they were all cranks. That was the problem. Bob, you're in the hit parade, top ten. Well, one call is more than Neil Rogers gets, so no matter how many you got, you got more than him. With begging for calls. Are you attacking him? Uh, no, not really. This is another one of those uh, Lassiter callers always attacking Neil. Boy, I can't believe it. Let me say this. Go ahead, ma'am. I didn't like Neil Rogers originally, but I've been listening to him, and I'm getting used to him. You know, he's kind of like a ward on your finger. You get used to him. Yeah. Bob, I sure a big word. <laughs> sure do miss you, and I wish you'd come back down here. Well, that's very kind. I appreciate it. Well, you take care of yourself, and gee, if you can, do come down, even if you go to another station. Okay. Okay. W-K-A-T. Thank you. Oh, shucks. This is good, isn't it? Oh, shucks. <laughs> Man, I'm going to tell you something. The tinkle meter has just gone right <laughs> off the end. Let's uh, go to Fort Lauderdale. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Was there a uh, decision by the Supreme Court that the seven words could not be used, or was there a legal decision at all? That's correct. The Supreme well, Court. Can the FCC preempt that legal decision? Oh, they're not preempting it. They're expanding it. And, of course, uh, it is going to be challenged by the ACLU, and it is going to go to court again. The only thing you have to be concerned about is when you look at the composition of this court, 
Uh, you know, somehow I just can't see Sandra Day O'Connor saying douchebag. You know, I just, I'm just real nervous about it. We still have that five to four sometimes. Yeah. So they fluctuate. They swing both ways. Right. <clears throat> Uh, anyways, uh, okay, I just wanted to uh, ask that. I wasn't sure if there was a decision or not. And I like the idea. Maybe we can get blasted there in that two to four shift, you think? Can you pull some strings or nothing? Or How about three to seven? Hmm? How about two to six? How about two to four? You know, like a two to four. You he's, not, he's not saying anything now. He's speechless. It was me. My bags are packed. My oh, bags okay. have always been packed. Oh, you know, if he can get Neil to pull some strings for you, he has a lot of clout. Now. I, got, I got news for you. I got about as much clout with this present regime as a dead frog, okay? <laughs> That's how much clout I've got. <laughs> anyway, they don't, they don't even speak day. to me. Okay, thank you. They don't even speak to me. They pass me in a hall and they mutter, like, ooh, there he is. <laughs> What's he going to do today, you know? Lauderhill, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, I get off at of Tampa quite a bit, and I listen to WPLP. You're the one. Yeah, their signal is good for about 20 miles. About 20 blocks. Yeah, very weak signal. But I'll tell you, I listen to the, the, the talk radio over there, and I cannot believe where these people are coming from. They really are in the dark ages. And yeah. Well, most of them are coming from Bradenton. Yeah, well, Sarasota. And oh, boy. And they want to hang everybody, and uh, they think that Reagan should be canonized. And uh, Well, maybe we ought to put Taffy yeah, on switch. the air over there, and we'll swap her here. for Lasseter and bring him back here. They couldn't use Taffy over there. She's too left-wing. Any market is really much more conservative than the Tampa market. The Tampa market are a bunch of armchair Social Security recipients who hate everybody uh, in Miami. The conservatives down there put on fatigues and go out into the Everglades on the weekends and practice. With John. Uh, can I uh, talk to Bob for one minute, ask him one question? Go ahead, sir. This is America. Okay, Bob, when you were doing the, uh, I guess it was five five to eight or something, I would leave Tampa uh, probably around five o'clock and, and start down 75, and I could uh, pick you up almost to Fort Myers. And you get into something really, you know, free-swinging and liberal and, and making people think. And then the calls just start coming in. You got to be frustrated. I got the feeling that the people weren't listening to what you were talking about. Well, that's the same case in Miami as it is up here. If you really want to know the truth, uh, the Miami market. <laughs> oh, how can I phrase this? The Miami market was a, was more inclined to express their opinion up here. The people just express their frustration. They just call up and scream. You can't really get a dialogue going. And yeah, sure, it's frustrating for me. I go home many a night. Uh, how, how about this, if you want to do a morning show in competition with the zoo over there, and, and let's have it Neil and Bob. Hey, it's fine with me. <laughs> I think that would be great. It would probably last, what, an hour and a half, two hours? I was. I didn't think you'd make ten minutes. <laughs> the FM here is looking for people, Bob. Maybe you could... Yeah, the FM, is, the FM is speechless, as a matter of fact. Over the last book, they're speechless. They haven't said anything for two weeks, and I think they got another two weeks to go before they're going to let their people start speaking again. Why well, are They've taken all the pictures of the FM people down. Oh, that's been for over a year. In fact, just when you left, they took them all down. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the book, this last book had to be in two colors so they could put the, uh, the FM rating artists. in red. And leaves. <laughs> okay, sir. Well, listen, good luck to you. Have a great life and uh, adios. I'll work on that great life, Neil. Okay. Twelve minutes before noon at WINZ. Couples concerned about that house doubt. Listen. Chances are... Hi. Hello. 
water is warm, huh? I'll say. You uh, come here often? Pardon me? Have you been here before? No, first time. Oh. What's your name? Freeway. Freeway, that's nice. I'm Spigot. Pleased to meet you, Spigot. Same here. Are you uh, here to get uh, clean or what? Oh, uh, I don't know. Hmm. You uh, work around here? I'm a waiter, but actually I'm an actor, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's tough, isn't mm. it? You probably need to relax. Oh, I'll say, but, you know, with everything that's in the news and all, it's just... Hey, uh, you can start relaxing right now, Freeway. I uh, brought something. Ooh, uh... Sheath. Mm-hmm. And Freeway, not just any sheath, either. Look. <gasps> wow, gold lame. <laughs> Pretty kicky condom, huh? Mm. But here's the most important part, Freeway. Mm. The Protect label. Protect, huh? Aren't those endorsed by the by... City Council of San Francisco? Absolutely. You know the Protect slogan, don't you? I sure do. Mm-hmm. Certified safe by the city by the bay. <laughs> well, what do you say? Darn, look at that. I dropped the soap again. Oh. I'll get it. <laughs> you bet your life he will. And with confidence. Because Freeway and Spicket have condom sense. Don't let worry spoil those chance meetings in public showers. Always carry Protect. P-R-O-C-E-C-T. Keep my mind free as can be. P-R-O-C-E-C-T. Bend down with no apology. Don't doubt. Know what it's all about. The Protect Sheath. So they won't send you a wreath. Protect condoms. A division of Black Flag House and Garden Pest Control Division. Keeping situations safe since 1887. It's uh, 10 before noon at WINZ. I hope you're promoting safe sex in Tampa. Oh, indeed I am. Excellent. Okay, we have another call from Kendall. I'm sure I know who this is. Hello? Hello? Yes. No, this isn't who you think it is. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Neil. Hi. Um, I've been listening to you since KAT days, but I've already saw them call. But uh, what I want to do is say hello to Bob. Well, hi there. Bob, this uh, is a lady from uh, Oakland. Oh, sure, I remember. Yeah, only Newton Crook uh, is apart. Uh, that's right. Apart, right? Newton Crook keeps us apart. And I'm glad to hear from you, and I think about you, and uh, boy, do I wish you could get on somewhere here, like everybody else. <laughs> yes, everybody else is on down Everybody's there but me. Here. And the only other thing I want to tell you is I was listening the other day to a talk show host. Uh-oh. And uh, uh, he got mad over people saying, why do people say crick? It's supposed what? to be creek, you know. Oh, wait a minute, who is this? <laughs> oh, who, who is this bozo? Uh, uh, on WNWS. Crick? Huh? That must have been Craig Worthing. Craig Worthing. Yeah. Oh, oh he boy. was carrying on about people saying uh, uh, crick instead of creek. And I was yeah. thinking about us. We say Newton Crick. Well, that's because Craig's been up a crick without a saddle for so long. <laughs> Evidently, uh, that's part of the country, Neil. That's in New Jersey. I'm, I live in the, lived in the little town right next to Bob. Really? Yes, where I grew up and everything. And, of course, Jerry, we, always, we also know that Jerry Wichner is from New Jersey, too. So what does that tell you? Yeah, he's from... Uh, Kramer Hill. Kramer Hill. Kramer Hill, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm from Oakland, which Bob knows is next. He's from Collingswood. That's In next. fact, I think Jerry was akin to that mass murderer that they had up there. Well, yeah, Jerry... so he sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Bob, I just wanted to tell you that people get mad at us for saying crook, but I can't get out of the habit. All right. I'm still saying crook. Okay, so that's what that I... nun said on Kathy's show this morning. Well, listen, ma'am, it's been great hearing from you, but uh, life must go on. Coral Gables, hello. Yeah, how are you? I'm 34 years old, okay, and I have, uh, remember, 
Bob when he was on the, on the show, and it was <clears throat> great. Let me tell you, the best combination radio had was Neil Rogers and Bob Laster. And you, could, you couldn't beat this. You guys, I mean, the intellectual yeah, point of view, the way you guys presented it. And he, he, there's no there's no better combination in town. And I'm sorry he left, and I just I'm just waiting around. One one of those radio stations, either WINC or the other, or one of the others, would just bring Lasseter back. I'm assuming it's a question of time. And Bob, let me tell you, I, I can see how you feel over there because you know when you got uh, you this is a very low hit town where you're living. I, I can imagine how depressed you are living in that place. Well, I I want to tell you after the last call, hearing that. Crick or Creek was a topic of conversation. Exactly. I'm not so sure I want to come back. Yeah. Oh, come on. This is a more sophisticated town. Listen, uh, Neil. Uh, we even had a caller yesterday from Rock Creek. Go ahead, sir. How long is it going to be? You think it's going to Bob will come back to Miami somehow in a radio station? Give me 19, some kind of the odds. No, he's going to be back in a couple of weeks, sir. Uh, I, I, I didn't want wait. I didn't uh, want to I let it out of the bag. Three or four you years. I'm, Bob, I really hope you make it back because look, these people are sleeping. I don't know what's going on. You're a great talent, just like Neil Rogers, and I hope you come back. Maybe who cares? Maybe tomorrow. I wish I could. Thank you. I uh, thank you. Today. I hope you be back. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Now listen, we're going to do our last break. You want to stick around a little more, or is your wife getting hysterical? My wife is starting to get hysterical. I I'll, I'll so. go t with you till noon, but that's it. What do you mean till noon? Mike Way. It's six and a half till noon. We've got a three-minute break, so I guess when we come back, we'll have to say goodbye. So long for a while to Bob Lasseter when we return. Okay, it's uh, three minutes before noon, ladies and gentlemen, and this is a sad moment in radio broadcast history. Bob, we just called up uh, Mike Millen. He's going to be collecting postcards to bring you back to Miami. Oh, I'd appreciate that. Thank he you, Mike. He and know uh, the real question, of course, before you leave us, Positive oh, negative. or negative? <laughs> Neutral. I can't believe it. Well, listen, obviously you've really titillated the South Florida audience. They're excited to hear your voice again. We thank you for your perspicacity on the FCC ruling. And, of course, uh, probably you'll be the test case, uh, knowing you as we all do here in South Florida. And uh, good luck to you. Can I ask Bob a question before he goes? I know you I got can. about 30 seconds. Uh, was it true that you were up in the rock station up there and you said something about uh, giving out police car, undercover police cars, uh, license plate numbers, and uh, because of that they jumped on your case and you were a uh, land? That was not me. That was not you. And did you ever play that record that you were part of uh, yes, I did. a landmark thing in FCC? Well, I tell you, this is all so exciting. I wish to hell I knew what they were talking about. But, Bob, take good care of yourself. Our best regards to your wife, your boss, Dave Murray, the whole staff. By the way, what time will you be home this afternoon? I was going to call you today. I have something to discuss with you. Really? Really. Well, I would say probably around 3 o'clock, so long as uh, nobody hijacks me on the way. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Excellent. Thank you, Neil. You bet. Bye. Bye-bye, Fruitcake. That's uh, Bob Lasseter we'll at WPLP oh, in Tampa, man. Yesterday, Jerry Williams. Today, Bob Lasseter. Who knows? Tomorrow, maybe even David Gold. We're reaching oh. for the heights of broadcast intensity here in David South Gold. Florida. Now, when we come back, uh, we have two more open hours till noon, which makes it very unfortunate because what the hell we do at this point? Nobody's got any idea. But You said you're going to have the young kids call in. and get Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, all those kids are going to call in, but, of course, they'll probably be all your friends, so we'll no. have to dump him. Tom Gallagher is here with a headline, <laughs> CBS with the news at noon. We'll come back with our number three at 12.06. And Ernie Sochin broadcasting live from the Hadassah meeting at 2 this afternoon. Area-wide, nationwide, worldwide. When you narrow it down, here's where you get radios. And now back to Neil Rogers on 94 News Winds. 
If you'd like to call Neil, dial 764-0707 in Broward or 624-0191 in Dade. And now, here again is Neil Rogers. Okay, it's 12.06 at WINZ. It's funny you should say that because uh, I was thinking about yesterday having my producer call Pam's Jingles in Dallas. (laughs) No, I'm serious. And doing a show... It would be great. We could get all the old jingle packages that are no longer in use, like well, the old WABC them. jingles and um, Wibbit jingle, uh, Keener 13 in Detroit for all the real radio groupies. But of course, we've only got about six of them, so it might be boring. <laughs> okay, we're going to get to all the calls. Bob Lasseter is gone. He's having a wonderful life. He and his wife are having a little lunch now for the next couple of hours. And babies and uh, all sorts of other things that they're whipping up over there in Pinellas Park. And Kathy West is on her way home with her young uh, daughter who said several profane things on the air. And we thank her for bringing in my uh, penicillin. Man, this has been a morning the likes of which uh, even Bill Tanner never had a morning like this. And I wonder where Bill Tanner is right at this moment as we're speaking. Can we make some speculations? Or who's with him? No, let's do that a little bit later in the show. Let's go to Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes. Neil, do you know of uh, any talk shows out of Asheville, North Carolina? Asheville, North Carolina? Yeah. No, I sure don't. Praise the Lord. I know that uh, WBT in Charlotte, North Carolina, used to have talk shows on. I don't know if they still do or not. Oh, well, I'll try them. Another thing. Wait wait a minute. Are you going to Asheville? Yes. Well, that's better than Nashville, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I'm going there, too. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, you get real religion up there. I don't know how religious you are, but once you leave there... I'm going to see Dolly Parton. (laughs) Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. There are a lot of boobs in Nashville. <laughs> um, Can I say that? Uh, um, what did I... What I don't know. It's your dime, ma'am. <laughs> no, have I'm lots not. Of time I'm very much alive. I, I am planning on having a Neil Rogers mm. fan club. Great. Down here. Boy, all the people who use my material can join it. And all the only Chicago members. Uh huh. (laughs) Great. Maybe Steve Dahl can join. Well, uh, another thing, if I can put in a plug, I have a place where we can meet, and that's at the Atlantic Bank in Tamarack and City Drive. Do they give out free coffee in uh, Danish? No, we don't care about that. We're from Chicago. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> and it would be nice if we, I could get all Chicago members and we can call it the Neil Rogers Fan Club. That's a great. Boy, that like sounds that? Good. Or we can call it the Wally Phillips Fan Club. <laughs> no, it's nothing but the Neil Rogers Fan Club. Great. Well, maybe you'll bring all your members to uh, Pembroke Pines to C.B. Smith Park next Saturday. Okay, maybe I can get members from there. (laughs) Great. We're doing our whole show there next Saturday. It's going to be Talk Mania 3. All of our staff is going to be there. Kathy's going to be there in a family way, and Taffy's going to be there in a uh, redneck way. It's going to be great. Okay, I'll... And Ernie will be there in a Jewish way. Okay. And Mike will be there in a short, fat way. Yes, thanks for calling, dear. I'm only kidding, Mike. Why do we do that? Why is it so easy to pick on poor Mike? Because Mike is a pickable person. He just is. He's one of those people you really like a lot, and I do. He's a super guy, but it just there are just some people that there's something indefinable about them. You just want to pick on them all the it's time. It's because of that uh, dentist he had on. Boy, Mike. It's kind of like Mike Miller was calling me the town bully the other day. That just came back to me in that insipid conversation he was having with the caller, and he was talking about how some people have to be the town bully, and they're always bullying everybody around. But that was before I redeemed myself. With a show yesterday with a guy from the FCC. Mike needs some help. I don't know what he needs, but... Uh, he Probably needs a job. 
Probably a job. In fact, there's a rumor that uh, yesterday was Mike's last day. Was it? Hollywood, hello. Yes, Neil. Well, there is now. Yes, sir. <laughs> Holly Weird. Uh, I'm a cab driver, and I had to pull off the road yesterday. I bet. Yes, during the uh, uh, your conversation with the gentleman from the uh, Fascist Censorship Commission. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Her Hermann like Gehring. Uh, can I read something here? It's called Amendment 1. It's 200 years old. Go ahead, sir. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of people to peaceably assemble right. and to petition the government for redress of grievances. It, yeah. There's no asterisk in there about... Exactly. There are no exceptions. And first of all, when the Supreme Court ruled years ago that the First Amendment, is uh, obscenity is not protected under the First Amendment, don't they're, say that. they're nuts. They're crazy. I don't, say, I don't see any asterisk. Exactly. There are no notes. exceptions. You know? Right. Um, uh, I was in Vietnam and stuff, and uh, I would like to say I think you're, you're fighting for our freedom more than I was there, because we're not going to lose them from the Viet Cong or the Russians. It, these chooch-bag bureaucrats are just going to kind of nibble it away while exactly. nobody's paying attention. Everybody wants to get their BMWs. Or their BM, as the case may be. But, you know, that, that's the thing <laughs> that amazes me is that, and may, maybe I'm just in a dream world, but the rest of the uh, broadcast, at least in this town, the rest of the broadcast community doesn't seem to be up in arms. I mean, they're exploiting it naturally because it's on the front page and something to talk about and get some calls on. But but in terms of really being up in arms, they're not. And, and a lot of them in a very selfish way, as I said earlier. If, if it doesn't affect them or what they do, they don't care about it. But how about next week or next year when the FCC decides that any uh, vicious uh, verbal attacks against politicians or against the president? are beyond the bounds of decent broadcasting and uh, you know the year after that when it's something else uh, uh, what can the people that are urinated off can I say that yes uh, what can we Once. do about that what can we do what can we what can we do about it the only average you know the average uh, guy out there that just you know this woke me up man it, they're trying to steal like, steal our freedom yeah well, I was going what to do, do I was going to do something about that today, but I'm going to wait till Monday because I want to talk to somebody at the ACLU here. Maybe we'll even get him on the phone. And I realize that petition drives on something like this. I, I don't want to sound like Mike Miller petitioning for the Super Bowl, but at least you know, I mean, if 69 letters can influence the FCC out of Philadelphia, then I'm sure that thousands of other letters uh, ought to have an impact. I'm not sure they will, but at least they ought to. Can you say 69? Well, if the guy from the FCC did yesterday, although I noticed he was trembling when he said it. Oh, he trembled when you said dickhead. Oh, yeah. Oh. Twice. No, but uh, Monday, really. I mean, you know, I mean, there, there are people out here that are concerned about our freedom, man. And, and we know we got to fight from these bureaucrat bags. Can, we, can I say cheese bag? You already did twice, isn't it? Three times, I think. Goody. Oh. But wait a minute. You see, it's that constant repetition. Of, oh. course, of course, the word has no meaning, but I'm sure that some of those stuffy uh, jerks up there will bag? find one. You can say enema bag. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, I won't change it to that one. But, uh, you know, I mean, really, there see, are... See, we, we don't have the letter yet, okay? So you can say anything you like other than those seven words, because we don't have the letter yet. As long as I don't... Oh. Don't, yeah. say, don't say any one of the seven. I'll have to dump it. Although I'm not sure we can say dump anymore either. No. Oh, no, that's excretory. Exactly. That has a new colloquial meaning. Can you say uh, a bovine uh, a feces or, or things like that? Bovine or feline or canine, as a matter of fact, just not human. Just, don't, just, just not human. Yeah, well, that's the only problem I got with you. You don't like cats. Uh-oh, uh-oh. 
I heard that. Yeah, I think that's the uh, buzzer on the microwave. Okay, sir, have a nice day. Strange. It's uh, Yeah, that was interesting, Twilight wasn't it? Zone. 14 past noon at WINZ. Ernie Sochin is going to be having a Passover Seder on his show this afternoon from 2 to 7 uh, with some of the original members from the Last Supper. They're so going to make matzah on the air. Exactly. They're going to be breaking uh, and baking. Let's go to <laughs> Miami Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Uh, Neil. Chronic. Uh, I, I wanted to speak to Lassiter, but of course I... Missed. Chronic. I wanted to address some things the to The wind's you. chronic phone alert just went off in my ears, <laughs> sir. Uh, a guy from the FCC... Aren't you going to bring me my medication, sir? I mean, a few weeks ago you were so concerned for my health and well-being. That's right. That's we're, right. Okay. I'm going for... But a not anymore. Wednesday. <laughs> You're going for what? For a blood test. So, so see how my diabetes is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I know I'll be all right because I don't need anything out of the way. But let's forget that sadness. Let's, this guy from the FCC, <laughs> I, all I can say is, oh, game it in cotton dread. Oh, you can't say that, sir. Yeah, I know, but he don't know what that means. I do. You sure you know that. I wanted you to know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what these guys are going to do next. It's impossible already now. But them. I don't know what the hell is wrong with these people. Maybe gonna, he doesn't like that oil that I just said, too. They're going to put a 976 number on all the talk shows and trace them from where they're coming to. All right, Neil, listen. Take care of yourself, and, and you, you did a good job yesterday fighting that guy. You're okay, all right. Sir. Okay, good luck to you. So long, folks. Is the level on the phone low that they can't hear you? They don't listen to what you say. It's 1216 at WYNZ. That's the uh, sound of South Florida breathing. You know, it's just barely. How long have I told you that South Florida needed some kind of a transfusion or maybe oxygen? And you can you can just tell by listening that they're just barely. Oh, that was a tape we did at Tanner's house? Okay, cut oh. that off immediately. <laughs> okay, let's go to uh, Davey. Hello. Hello, how you doing? How you doing? Neil. Yes, sir. What's up? What do you think about all this crud they're pulling on you, huh? Did it's you say? Terrible, uh, wait a minute. Did you say crud, sir? It's crud, yes. Uh, did, it you, is. did you say that to appeal to the prurient interest of the children who are listening in my audience? Yes, crud is uh, something on the bottom of the toilet bowl. How about that? Is this the tidy bowl man? Yeah, the tidy bowl man. Okay, well, so long as we keep it indigenous to your line of work, sir, there's no problem. Well, <laughs> it's not my line of work. Um, I was the one who uh, called you the first time with the uh, chooch bag. Oh, yeah, the guy just stole that line. He said that about uh, 85 oh, times. You have to get that patented. It's, yes, it could be patented. It's not patented. That's right. Oh. How about uh, dog bow? You allowed to say well, that? Let's not uh, see, you know, let's not <laughs> get into a tinkling contest here today to see uh, what we can say and what we can't, because uh, we can say any of it, but it isn't going to serve any useful purpose. So what's going to happen now? That, uh, Nothing's going to happen. I mean, what's going to happen is a lot of us are going to raise holy hell, and the ACLU is going to take these morons to court, and then we'll find out if the doddering nine there in the Supreme Court have the guts to defend the First Amendment or not. Well, I think uh, I think we'll win. The American people got to win. If we don't, forget it. We might as well not even have a talk show or anything else. Exactly. Well, if we lose, I guess we just all, you know, other than uh, Lee Fowler and Barry Young, I guess the rest of us will all go home. Well, I guess you have to find a different job then, huh? You bet. That's terrible. Maybe I can. Oh, by be the, the way, I saw you on the game last I night. I can be the Roto Rooter man. Did you, sir? Hey, yeah, I think you could. Uh, you could get a good job doing a sports telecaster. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I don't. I'm not affiliated with that kind of business, but okay, well, I think we'll, you really did a good job. We'll see if we can't spend some more productive time talking to somebody who is. 
1218 at WINZ. We have an open line on the board. I'm positive it's in Broward County, 7640707. This has been, uh, I'm not really Strange. sure what. I'm a little bit under the weather, and we had a weird final game last night. The Hurricanes won 19-9, to and I think Ron Fraser's comment as he went to the mound in the ninth inning probably capped it very well when he said, listen, we got to get this over. I'm going to sleep, was his comment, which I thought, and he didn't realize his mic was on. But, Ron, never have truer words been spoken. But it was a good way to go out. We won big, and everybody was happy, and we had a lot of shots of the uh, cheerleaders and the back girls and the ball girls and all of that good stuff. I'm telling you, those guys in the truck, man, they're just in a constant... Dead air. Huh? Dead air. No, well, that's all right. You can, you can fill it in. No, I was just saying, we recorded some of the conversation in the truck that goes on between innings as the guys with the cameras are panning around the stadium. Okay, let's do our break. It's 1219 at WINZ. We'll come right back. Well, in his new endeavors. Let's go to our next call now in North Miami Beach. Hello. Hello. I don't believe... You know, I can't believe that Ken Block is calling us again, okay? Oh, there's no question in my mind about it. There's not even the slightest bit of question. Now, I thought that we had a good heart-to-heart -heart conversation with Saul on Monday and that we had put this to rest. But, you know, it's obvious there are some people in this community, even adults, supposedly mature adults with responsible positions, who don't care about them. And uh, that's amazing. I mean, that's uh, come Monday morning, man. The You don't think that was him? I do. Uh, that might be one of his uh, friends. But I don't think that was him. I know his voice. What? There he goes. He's still talking. Yeah, he was still talking. I should have left him on there. Uh, Hollywood... Hello. Hello? Yes. Uh, I just wanted to mention, uh, I agree with you on uh, that the ACLU should proceed with that, and you're doing a good job, and I hope that your pills work. But something I wanted to mention, Thursday night on Channel 10, they had Steve Kane on. I asked him two questions. Yeah. Who should be responsible for talk shows uh, words. He specifically said management. Yeah, that's because he's going to have to clean up his act. Yeah, that's because he's going to work for Cox Broadcasting, and of course uh, they change underwear every half hour. And Ann, Ann Bishop asked him. Yeah. Oh, Ann Bishop. He said, she said, do you know of any talk show host in this area that use foul language? Yeah. Well, he says, I couldn't mention that. I couldn't mention the station or the name. Why not? Well, I guess he didn't have the goddamn nerve. Hmm. Steve is such a moron, it's not even funny. Steve is turning into a wimp. All right, now the other thing. On the same program, you talk... Go ahead, sir. We're listening. Doesn't it apply to television, too? Yes. Allegedly. Okay, all right. How the hell did they get away with having a doctor holding a man's penis... With a new medicine, trying to uh, help him with impotency, and if he couldn't do that, they had a line of uh, penis implants. Line. So they don't. Uh, this guy in Washington is crazy. Who is that, Doctor Kildare? Ah, uh, some doctor from the Miami Institute. Doctor Sochin. He was holding a man's penis. <laughs> It did not show the testicles or his legs or anything. <laughs> Injecting the medicine. Uh-huh. What, what was this, on a Regis Philbin show? <laughs> All 
On the regular news. On the regular news. Health beat. Did Ann touch it? I'm not it? touching that line, sir. No, did that's it? what I say. On health beat. But how the hell did they get away with it? Well, I don't know. You'll have to call Ann and find out. Or Art Carlson. Or, Art or is Michelle. very, very into that uh, real technical uh, kind of clinical <laughs> stuff. Okay. 25 past noon at WINZ. We have an open line in Broward. This has been a, a really in interesting show, yeah. 764-0707 in Broward, and let's go to Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I really enjoy that uh, heavy breathing disco uh, track you have there. Do you know who that really is? Get ready. I'm waiting, sir. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, this, I'm asking you. I'm really asking you. Is this serious? Yeah, I know who it is. It's Tour de France by um, Kraftwerk. Really? That sounds just like the back room of go. the uh, church I used to be an altar boy in. WNWS's bathroom. Come really? <laughs> really? Huh. Yeah. Maybe they were altering their voices. <laughs> they were altering something. Altering something, like the guy with the last call with the doctor. Yeah, well, that was true, that thing on TV, though. That movie, Altered States, in fact, is on a cable this weekend. Georgia, South Carolina. We, you know, this could go on forever, sir. I mean, it's just limitless material that you opened up. The, the whole show's been this way. I know. It's just like uh, no beginning and no end. It's like mankind, this show. <laughs> really sick. Okay, thank you. Good. Thank you, sir. That was good. That was a pretty good call. I'm not what? so sure he intended it to be, but it turned out great. We have an open line. In, yes? What do you think Channel 10's going to do with Reese Company now? Boy, that show uh, is full of them. It's Double full of it, all right. That's one of the worst shows on TV, man. That's John Ritter. I'm telling you, they must have lead weights to keep him on the ground. Uh, we're going to Kendall next. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. You know, there's another factor to all of this. What they're trying... Let's go to uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. First time caller, but only because I listen to you every week in the car. Great. Uh, you know, this morning, uh, you were talking about Professor Corey, how great he was. Yeah. Well, compared to him, he's nothing compared to that imbecile from FCC who double-talks better than I, and I know Corey personally years ago. This imbecile double-talked you even more than Corey could ever do. No question about that. All right, but you know what the problem well, the only, is? The only, wait a minute. The only difference is that Corey's funny, and he wasn't. Yes, unfortunately, I have to agree with you. But you know what the problem is? You know, he says he got 69 letters from Philadelphia. Nine yeah. Because the rest of us sit on our butts, and we don't write in when we like something. Yeah, well, just wait till Monday, sir. We're going to uh, start a letter writing. We're going to have phone calls, letters, uh, postcards. Mike We're going to be sending uh, bottles. Uh, we're going to send Mike Miller up there with bags of cars. Anything we can do. You know, one of your previous colleges was telling you about the penis implant. That, that, you know, children, uh, when they see, of course, health programs, they know the difference, obviously, correct? <laughs> with a very facetious tone, I say that. Yeah. Yeah, but I have to have seen that. Well, you know, I, I got... It's based on a medical research and new discoveries. I got news for you, though. You know, Keep... Sir, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sir. Hello. Hello, sir. Be slow down. I know you're getting yourself excited, but just one comment to you. What? Again, Mr. McKinney, in referring to children, was talking about 12 to 17-year-olds. Now, if there are any 12 or 13-year-olds out there who have yet to see a penis, uh, good luck to them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's I'm not saying so up close and personal necessarily. <laughs> you know, I used to be a distributor of porno years back in the early 70s, and it was only to movie theaters legitimate movie theaters during the deep throat days and all that yeah and i had dear friends and i, I escaped it that were per, uh, how was it, persecuted by the federal government uh, with obscenity and are being arrested in their homes because they shipped a piece of film to somebody i mean the, the laws were so ludicrous compared as comparable to this and it took unfortunately about another 10, 15 years before it finally got to where, all right, you could show it in specific areas and so on. But I hate to think that radio is still 10 or 15 years away. 
This is the sad part about this thing. Okay, sir. Well, listen, good luck to us all. Uh, believe me, you've been a pleasure to me and my car for the last year, and I love you for it. Thank you. Take care. Oh, we got W. Snoozes calling over here? Boy, that's embarrassing. Okay, what what is he doing? Is he taking all of my calls away over here? I think Fowler, just put this back on hold. Would you please go sit down and relax and uh, have a wonderful life? Hollywood, hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing today? Okay. Enjoyed your show yesterday. I thought you really tore the guy up. I mean, he, he couldn't. I don't know if he couldn't answer because he didn't know or because he was probably told, uh, you know, not to be really specific about it like the whole law, right? Just be ambiguous about the whole thing. But... Uh, I really enjoyed it, and, and I'm telling you, it's, you know, you talk about the 1984 syndrome. It, it's really, really coming to pass. Yeah, it's just three years late. You notice he kept interchanging obscenity, indecency, and profanity. He, yes, kept, he kept playing with those three words back and forth and in and out and up and down and all around the mulberry bush. You know, what the hell is really the difference, you know? I mean, yeah. it's so ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, maybe I'm stupid, but, it, you know, it didn't seem to me that he defined any of the three really to my satisfaction. No, and he, and he didn't. He was no more specific about what it is that they're upset about or what they're going to be looking for. All he kept saying is that we're warning, we're issuing you a warning, and all the broadcasters are warning, and if children are likely to be listening, and he kept repeating the times when they're most likely to be listening, and then when I'd say to him, well, at 3 in the morning, can you say that? Well, it all depends on the intent and how you're channeling it i mean you're right even even erwin corey has never given so much double talk yeah really well you know and then you look at regular television uh the sitcoms and uh, with the young kids the teenage kids the 12 to 17 year olds i mean look at the subject matter on that uh, the only thing they omit is the words everything else there's nothing left to your imagination yeah. anyway well, so you what's see, the big I, deal again i guess it's okay if you watch them do it but you just can't say it Exactly. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, what's really bugging me. Here's the topper to all of this stuff. You talk about the government fascism. Is that next year, uh, to, uh, get, uh, uh, to claim your children for deduction, you, they're gonna have to have social security numbers. Okay? It's like you're gonna have a number on you from the time of birth, and, and, you know, that way the government's gonna be able to keep track of everybody. Yeah, and I, I mean, it goes And I, I understand that William F. Buckley would like us to tattoo them on their buttocks, the, uh, social security number. That's what my wife says. She says, well, why don't you just do like the Nazis did? Just tattoo, you know, from birth, you know, right there uh, when the doctor delivers a kid, they just have the tattoo artist right there and puts a number right on your wrist. You know, I mean, why not, right? Okay. Good luck to us, sir. Really? Okay. 1232 at WINZ. We have an open line in Broward, 764-0707. I must say this, that when you're not here... Ordinarily, I'm not quite so paranoid about every call, but since you're here in the studio, it's like every time we punch a call up, it's like touch and go. No, so I would This is boy. I've, some of these calls today, I can't believe this. Uh, Maybe it sounds better at home. We also want to say good morning to Alan Eisenson at W Snooze. We understand that Alan's uh, suffering from terminal boredom today. Does he really call here? And crank. He's he's done it before. I know. Yes. He's done it before. I don't know. If I'm not asking him. about his personal life. I'm just asking if he uh, cranks both before. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, that movie Mass Appeal. Okay, let's go to Pembroke Pines. Hello? Neil, I just want to raise a question. If the commission is so worried about what broadcasters are going to say on the air rather than uh, than go after people who are using language that is obviously entertaining due to the ratings it generates, what about all the hate being spewed by most of these Spanish-language radio stations here yeah. in South Florida? 
Oh, see, they're not interested in content. That would be the answer he would give you. They are not interested. And I asked him that question. You know, Nazis can be on the air and Klansmen and hate groups and the most violent, uh, rotten, obnoxious, disgusting, subhuman types of people who are whose views are repugnant to the overwhelming majority of the public. They don't care about that. And, and they that, don't care and, about incite to riot. Just if you say douchebag, it may offend some little old lady, huh? Exactly. Okay. Good luck to you, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay. What's that? Do you think that the whole FCC thing is going to be enforced? Uh, you think everybody's going to be running all over the place, sending in letters and stuff like that? Doesn't. Oh, seem down like here. That. You think there's any? Oh, questions? over here. Oh, oh only man, I'm going to tell you. They're going to the get ones... together at Century Village. Oh, he said douchebag <laughs> four times today, and he said chuchbag six <laughs> times, and his caller said mung. I mean, they don't even know what the hell these words mean or how they're being used. And right away, you know, it's the war of the words again. This is so juvenile and so embarrassing and so pathetic. And as I said before, and I really know, I know that almost everybody in this business listens to this show religiously. I am going to tell you something. Anyone in this business, in radio or television, in any capacity, who supports the FCC decision and beyond that, who doesn't fight against it with every ounce of energy in his or her body, is a moron. Because, again, it has nothing to do with what you say in your show or your performance or your newscast or anything else. It has to do with allowing more of our freedoms to be taken away. And i got news for you, baby. Once they take them away, you're never going to get them back. The FCC should worry about better things because some of these uh, illegal stations are playing all those words and uh, everything that I played, played at the disc. Look at this. Talk about quick action. The folks in Broward have already called to put me on notice already this morning in terms of their sending letters. Why don't you just send So I hope they have a wonderful time. I hope you folks, I, you know, again, it'll keep you off the streets and probably reduce the crime rate in Broward County because it's going to keep all of the misfits busy inside typing and writing and hacking away. It'll probably do just as much good as that petition drive to get me off the air in Hallandale. Just like the 22 before 1 at WINZ. We're here till 2 o'clock when I'm going to be out running the 440, and uh, Ernie Sochin is going to be here. He's going to be broadcasting live from Tel Aviv today on the satellite. Uh, let's go to North Miami. Hello. Hello, Mr. Rogers. Yes, sir. I just was wondering, if you, if you were to spell an objectionable word, would you be in violation with the new code? Yes. It would be in violation? Oh, sure. Because they would say that you're only doing it for the purpose of being vulgar. So even, you know, whether you spell it or say it. Oh, I see. I just, and I just was uh, wondering if a technicality like that could be used. Well, you know, it... it the of the law. But you see, here's the point. The point is, and, and, and this is the point that you're making, is that we're dealing with such nitpicking and semantical games that they're playing now that it's hard to say. It, it, who knows exactly what they're looking for? It, it just gives me the feeling now that they want to be big brother and they're looking for any excuse they can to stifle free speech wherever they want. There's no question that they want to get Howard Stern off the air. No question in my mind they want the man off the air. It's probably the other radio station. And, and you know, if they want to get this guy off the air, can you imagine the tumult? I mean, here's a guy who's the most listened-to personality in a, in a market of 12 million people. Can you imagine the public response if they should try to take this guy off the air? Yep. They'll be marching on the FCC. They'll tower and feather these guys, you know, in Washington. I don't think so. Well, yeah, they have to be me. defiant of the law one way or the other. Someone has to stand up to them. And I thought maybe that little suggestion... Yeah. Rather than say well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. Nothing is changing on this show. And I'm not, I don't think that I go over the line, although there's some of the little old bags out there in the audience that do. But there's nothing going to change on this show. Well, I wish you a lot of luck anyway. Okay. Thanks for calling. Okay. The mob. 
Those are the ones sending the uh, letters. Not the mafia, but the miserable old bags. That's the acronym MOB. And we've got so many of them down here in South Florida. They're the ones who get all bent out maybe, of shape about Howard Stern. Maybe you could uh, give the FCC's address. Monday we're going to do that. Monday we're going to start a barrage, the likes of which no one has ever seen. Maybe even Lassiter will participate in that. Why are you looking at that phone like you'd like to impale it with some very sharp, bloody object? Okay, let's uh, move on to Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Hollywood. Yes. It's me. Okay. Uh, Neil, I want to bring you up to date on something technically that can be avoided with the FCC and their problems. Typically, that happened a few years back in Holland. I don't know if you're familiar with what's known as Radio Veronica. No. Okay. Uh, their FCC in Europe was also trying to control, and what they did was they simply put a transmitter in which the FCC actually licensed here, a transmitter. They don't license the talk show host or the radio announcers. Mm -hmm. So what can be done is put put a transmitter out three miles just out of Miami and transmit, and they can't have any control over that radio station since it's not there. No, that's, that's not true. They've done that. We've had pirate radio stations all over the place, and it's just not legal, and as soon as they uh, find out who's doing it, uh, they put them right out of business. Not no, the FCC is slow on that. It's been on for no. There's one. There's there's one uh, down here. I'm not going to mention anything about it, but. Uh, Are you saying the FCC has control? Oh yes. Outside of the three the FCC, mile. The FCC, oh, has, sure. the FCC has one guy. I spoke to the lady over there. He works from here all the way for uh, like all the way up to Key West. About half the Florida. They have one guy. If you call in the complaint, he there's one guy to check out the complaints. So they have like three well, no, people. Well, again, I say as soon as they can find out who's doing it, you know. But again, how quickly that happens is another story. That could take years. They're slow. Well, how about uh, but, but, satellite transmission? But, but one, one point down on Earth. Yeah, but one, well, wait a minute. One point you're missing is that this is a commercial enterprise, okay? And it's not very likely that somebody is going to go to the lengths to start a pirate radio station on a ship and sell advertising. It has been done, by the way. But I mean, it's just such a preposterous notion that somebody is going to go into a profit-making business like this, in addition to which all of the people who hold broadcast licenses allegedly are responsible broadcasters, and they're not going to you know, go out of their way to do something to violate the law and to jeopardize their license. Hmm, I don't quite understand that. If, if the FCC can control outside of three-mile limit, do they control all satellites and all satellite transmissions? Sure. They do? Phones and everything. Oh, you, you bet, naturally. Internationally? No, not internationally, but we do have international agreements. There are cooperative agreements. There are some uh, countries like Cuba, for example, which violates, which will not you know, cooperate with international broadcast law, but most... We are picking up their transmissions, right? I beg your pardon? We are picking up their transmissions. Sure, and, they're try they, and they jam American signals the best they can. <laughs> what we might do is make a deal with Castro and go over and set up a station there. <laughs> Well, listen, if he has his way, he and Vanna White can start their own station. What can I say? I can't believe that this is a celebrity caller on this line. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hi, Neil. It's Bill Tanner. Bill Tanner. It Tanner is, in Neil. the afternoon. <laughs> or the just barely past morning. I called him twice. <laughs> Wait a minute. You called him twice? When, when he was on Hot 105 doing mornings. Oh, yeah? Well. Yeah, but it's very hard to get on your show on, in the morning, 96. Well, you guys are very entertaining, but first of all, I want to agree basically with Neil that anybody in this business, and God knows I've been in it and got a lot of gray hairs through it for 30 years, anybody who doesn't agree with what you said about people in this business being alarmed, yeah. hoarding you bet. your position that you have voiced today, and although I didn't hear your show Friday, I did hear from everybody in the broadcast community. You are right. The broadcast community listens to Neil Rogers. You bet. And thank God they do. 
Well, I'm I'm really glad to hear that because I and I, you know coming from you and I, I could have predicted your position because I know that you believe as I do that. Uh, the commission has absolutely no business getting involved in content or language or any of this, and uh, the idea that they're now trying to make more and more restrictions and infringe upon a freedom we already have is absolutely unacceptable. And I keep hearing the word chilling being used, and I, I would agree with that. I think maybe it's an understatement, but it is a chilling ruling because it's, uh, you know, it's a stroke of fascism. It chills me because uh, I was just thinking about the things that I say and don't say for years. I've said on the air instead of how are you, I've said how are yours. Yeah. Over, folks. Right. I um, yeah, well, again, you know, and this is what I tried to get from James McKinney yesterday. I said, look, what are we talking about? When you say sexual innuendo or a, a suggestive material, I mean, those are such broad, nebulous terms. That can mean almost anything. And I said, hey, listen, suppose somebody makes a joke about Dolly Parton's boobs. Would f that fall into the category? And he says, well, again, it, it depends upon the context in which it falls. What the hell does that mean? I know exactly what you're saying. My question is, how far do you think... This will really go. I don't. I don't have a crystal ball, but I do know that now is the time for people to to protest. Every responsible, ballsy person in this business has got to say, "No way, Jose!" And I know, you know, the ACLU has already said that they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to test it and they're going to fight it all the way to the Supreme Court. And I think we need to do it now because uh, whether a person likes Howard Stern or Neil Rogers or Bill Tanner or anybody else is not relevant. You know as well as I do, there are lots of people out there right now who'd like to get you off the air, who'd like to get me off the air, and certainly a lot of old prunes who'd love to get Stern off the air. Absolutely, but that is not the point. The point is what it's going to do, and exactly what you said a few minutes ago about what happens when the next thing, or one of your callers said, what happens yeah. next thing yeah. uh, to be regulated is what the president says or what the FCC says or what somebody that you just don't don't like period says yeah that and there are a lot of implications that go beyond howard stern and what they've done here with the howard stern and in the pacifica cases i think is they're using a bazooka if anything to give them the very most that, that they can have they're using a bazooka to kill a fly and the fly is our first amendment right but, but also what they've done and I, I really believe this firmly in talking to this guy yesterday and listening to the other comments that have been passed be, they're licking their wounds, really, because they lost. I mean, they had the hearing, and they didn't beat Stern, and they didn't beat Infinity Broadcasting on that. So now what they've done is say, hey, we, we know that you were clever, and we know you didn't say any of the seven words, so now we're going to make such a wide generalization, and then we'll wait till Monday when you get back on the air, and morality and media and all these other jackasses are going to monitor. Now we're going to nail you. Well, it's also the Reagan administration's legacy. They've you got bet. years more of, uh, of nothing, so they're yeah. going to leave us with this. No question about it. Your uh, morning show in specific, like some of the jokes that you make about the dog sex, I, are you going to be changing that or anything like that? I'm, I'm with Neil. Uh, uh, well, of course, I'll do what the management of the radio station ownership absolutely insists on doing because they have to keep their license. Neil's point about this being a commercial business, that's the chilling effect right there. But do I want to? Do I think it's necessary? Do I think I should? Absolutely not. I'm like, Neil, don't change a thing and protest. And if you're in this business and you don't take the stance, you're a damn wimp. Well, I really would like to see all of us get together, although, you know, I was uh, disappointed reading Fowler's comments this morning, but I guess uh, that's to be predicted. Uh, but I hope that a lot of us in this market, and I know that people like Jerry Williams, I had Jerry on yesterday, and many others will uh, join forces in doing whatever we can to stimulate a lot of letter writing and a lot of phone calls and work with the ACLU and, and beat the hell out of this thing because, uh, you know, to, to think that just a small handful of people can dictate what is free speech and what is not, or dictate what our contemporary broadcast community standards is ludicrous. You know as well as I do, community standards are not definable. You know, any kind of time you've got a community of more than one person, there are no community standards. Of course. 
Well, I'll tell you one thing. Here's one person who stands ready to do whatever I can to help you, and you just have a standing invitation to be on my show and promote the cause anytime you want to. Excellent. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Bill. Bill Tanner of Power 96, and uh, hopefully I'm sure that our people here, of course, the problem at Zeta 94.9, they're not talking yet, right? But I'm sure that we can put some kind of messages on there because everybody in the market really needs to get together, everybody with balls, that is, and say, listen, uh, you're not going to intimidate us, and you're not going to tell us what we can say and start defining. Because, again, the seven words were bad enough. I never agreed with that. But, okay, we can live without them. As childish as it was, we could live without them. And I really thought that as of the other day, they were going to say, hey, listen, it's childish. Deregulation has gone very far. We're just going to be, we're going to be babysitters. We're going to watch to make sure you don't overmodulate, you don't interfere with somebody else's signal. We're going to make sure you don't run any phony contest. And we're going to make sure that the licenses are held by responsible people. And other than that, go do your own thing. Because that really is what free speech in the First Amendment is all about. And instead of that, now they have all of these vague and ambiguous and nebulous contradictory statements. And is it going to be sexual material? Is it Dr. Ruth? Is it Fred Schatz? Uh, you know, again, it's just an attempt on the part of prudes and prunes in this country to stamp out sex. I guess that's their SOS campaign, stamp out <laughs> sex. You can do it, but you can't talk about it. And, of course, the moral majoritarians, they can do it, but nobody else can even think about it. And it's just absolutely intolerable and unacceptable, and uh, Joseph Goebbels is alive and well in uh, the United States today in Washington. So I'm really excited that uh, Bill Tanner called, and I'm hoping that we'll get some other people in the business who've got some guts you know, we're going to respond exactly the way that he did. Yes, sir. The, station, the stations that will not say it, such as uh, Mr. Snooze, they, they, they don't have anybody on there right now who will even go into that. Maybe Al will. So basically, I think... You mean Alice Stern? Alice Stern. Yeah. Alice Fowler. They're not going to be worried about that because nobody on that station will do that. So Leo just basically, or the management over there, will use that to their advantage. Yeah, but again, see, the broader point, as Tanner pointed out, that, that isn't really relevant. What happens in a couple of years or in the next year before Reagan is out? What happens when they say, okay, and of course, keep in mind, the new uh, commissioner of the FCC is uh, a right-winger appointed by Reagan. What happens when they say, okay, no more derogatory comments about politicians. They are no longer public figures in the traditional sense that they always have been, and uh, no longer can you make these outrageous statements, etc., about the president, about the vice president. Who knows what they could say? You know, they are doing these things arbitrarily. They're making out these rules as they go along. And as the gentleman who called before who read the First Amendment, which is very brief, very simple, there is no asterisk, there are no exceptions. It doesn't say uh, abridging freedom of speech except. It doesn't say that. And all of these stupid rulings about, well, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, you know, even that, even that is marginal, all right? Uh, and we do understand about the libel and slander laws, and there's nobody who debates that, because if you defame somebody else and you ruin their reputation and livelihood or life, whatever, we, nobody would debate that from a legal standpoint, but in terms of just being able to speak what's on your mind. And there's another thing that really bugs me, too, because a lot of people, including some in this business, and I'm embarrassed by some of the comments, including some of Craig Worthing's this morning, and I'm ashamed of him, you know, the idea that there are people who come on the air and just want to tell it like it is and just either from a sense of humor or just outrage or satire, whatever it is, and just want to speak like real honest-to-goodness human beings, it's got nothing to do with pandering for ratings. Now, Stern, yes, Stern does that whole shtick for a reason. It's an act. It attracts an enormous audience. It's done very specifically for a reason. 
But I don't think that everybody who comes on the air and makes uses a particular phrase to be expressive or to be outrageous, I don't think it's done to pander for ratings. And I'm really getting tired of hearing that term. Every time you do something that you think is innovative or interesting or outrageous or different or new, he's pandering for ratings. Well, what the hell are we here for? Are we here to lose? Are we here to turn off the audience? They're looking... They're look, they don't like creativity. They just want... Exactly. I don't know what they they want, want us to go back like Gary Owens Boy, on laughing Larry and put Farber. the hand over the ear and intone for the audience. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, this jerk, this uh, a fine who was on the Larry King Show a couple of nights ago with Imus, he says, well, you know, listening to the content of some of these programs we're discussing, it's certainly not edifying or informative, you know, as if everything that has to be on the air is edifying or informative. Is moonlighting informative or edifying? Yeah. Is Friday the 13th Part 3 edifying? It's entertainment. 99% of what goes on in radio and television is entertainment. Even the nightly news has become entertainment at the local level. Michelle's there with the earrings, and she's winking and blinking, and the, the weatherman is dancing around like a clown, and Lloyd Lindsay Young on WOR is on, on speed or something. It's entertainment. This, You see, here's a group of pseudo-intellectuals. Taffy ought to love this thing. I'm sure she probably agrees with them. Uh, pseudo-intellectuals looking down their noses and telling us that we have to look down at the public. You know, how far down can you look? What am I getting excited about? It's 7 before 1 at Winds. We'll come right back. It's 4 minutes before 1 at WINZ. I'm so positive you have no idea. Okay, let's uh, go to Miami next. Hello. Hello? Yes. Oh, Neil, uh, this is a long-time listener and a first-time caller, and I have to congratulate you on the stance that you're taking, and Mr. Tanner as well. I think he hit it right on the head that it's the, that it's uh, uh, Ronnie Baby's legacy, uh, you know, leaving us. And if anybody is doing any pandering, it's his administration's pandering to the to the right-wing fanatics. Absolutely, the, uh, uh, you know, the far the right, the religious right, all the goodies. What a dangerous edict that they came down with, and that these these old cronies over there are nothing more than political uh, hacks and, and, and appointees by the Reagan administration, and they're the ones that are trying to tell us what we can listen to, what we can see on television, uh, instead of allowing us to make up our own minds what's uh, vulgar or what's obscene, the Supreme Court can't decide what's obscene, the communities themselves can't decide what's obscene, and all of a sudden these guys are going to tell us what's, uh, what's vulgar and what we can or what we cannot hear. Yeah. And I'm afraid the only way that, uh, that uh, anything is going to change on this without any kind of a public fear, which, which if people don't raise up on this, then they deserve what they get. Okay, but I want to remind you of something. When Ed Meese sent all those letters out from the Department of Justice threatening all the uh, Southland Corporation 7-Eleven stores about Playboy and Penthouse, there was no outcry from the public, and the only people who really got excited about it were all the fundamentalists who were in a feeding frenzy, and lo and behold, Southland caved in, and they took them off the stands, and this is just another example of the same kind of thing. Intimidate, 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 clean up your act, and of course what most of these people are doing behind the scenes, like Jim Baker and Jessica Hahn, you know, that's okay. Well, I think that Southland is in a bit of a different position than, uh, than people like you, because you have the, the, the public's ear. And it's enough of the broadcasters. And I think it's absolutely unconscionable that people like Lee Fowler can go along. If anybody goes along with this kind of a, of a ruling, they've got to be out of their mind. Well, yeah, the broadcast especially in his case, because his station is an all-talk station. In any way, shape, or form with a ruling like this. Yeah, okay, sir. But, uh, you know, that's really a major point. That's an all-talk station, with the exception of their morning program. And for that station's program director to be parroting and kissing the butt 
of the commission on this is really one of the most gutless acts anyone could imagine. Arlene Ross is standing by now. She's got the exciting local area news headlines. I can tell she's excited about it right now. World News from CBS at 1. We'll come back at 1.06, and then Ernie Sochin is going to be doing his show from a kibbutz from 2 to 7. Rushing through rush hour? Then count on us to rush up everything you need to know. 94 News wins. W-I-N-Z, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. 94 News wins. Neil Rogers on 94 News wins. If you'd like to call Neil, dial 764-0707 in Broward or 624-0191 in Dade. And now, here again is Neil Rogers. Okay, it's 106 at WYNZ. We just had a nice talk with Sandy Payton during the news break. Uh, Sandy is okay. She got out of the trunk, and uh, I understand she'll be back on the air on Monday. Okay, let's go back to the calls. We have one open hour to go. We've had a potpourri of real uh, bizarre stuff here today, I guess is the best way to put it. Tamarack, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Okay. You say what? You say what, sir? <laughs> uh, I was watching Oprah yesterday. Well, it obviously affected you. Sonny was on there. First time in my life, I got out of school early and I uh, sat down and because uh, they were talking about the uh, well, they had to say we're going to have some outrageous radio personalities on on Oprah Winfrey show. So I'm thinking, oh wow, I get to see Howard Stern or I get to see, you know, somebody really outrageous. I, I suspected it probably you weren't on it because apart from uh, your feelings for Oprah. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, hear you mention anything, but... No, I heard they had okay. Sonny. They couldn't find anybody exciting in this market, <laughs> so they put Sonny Fox on here. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. They had Sonny, the, you know, and, and the, I guess the, the people watching this show are thinking these are the most outrageous people on the radio. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I heard, just a rumor, I didn't see the show, I heard Sonny started eating a banana in the middle of the show, and the FCC demanded they get him off camera. <laughs> well, I mean, they, it was, un first of all, they bleeped out suck. Can you believe that? On the show, they bleeped it out. With an S? Yeah. Okay, I th I, that, that's what I thought you said, yes. First of all, that, that's... And then Oprah was having a nervous breakdown anytime one of the guys would start talking about one of their outrageous things. And these are the... You know, they asked one of the guys, what was the most outrageous thing you ever did? And he says, oh, I, uh, I uh, put in a police report that uh, my air, air guitar was stolen. I mean, that is the most... Out, you know, that was yeah. stupid. That wasn't outrageous. That's pretty heavy stuff, I'll tell you. I got arrested. That was stupid. Well, Sonny couldn't get arrested. That's his problem. And, and uh, you know, and what do we get as a representative of Miami, a guy that looks like he's on drugs, you know? And sounds like he's on drugs. And he looks like it, too. I mean, and acts like he's on drugs. Can you do his imitation? Guys are getting, uh, you know, more and more clothes. But the, the thing about this <laughs> scares me the most. Uh, uh, during the, the era of the Miller versus California case, which, which, is, which is, by the way, a pornography case. Yes. Dealing with the airwaves or anything. Uh... Justice Potter Stewart, who, who uh, was one of the few justices who retired recently from the Supreme Court, well, recently, I mean, in the last 20 years, uh, he said, they asked him, you know, how, do you, how can you tell obscenity? Yeah, he says, I, don't, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. Right, and that's the yeah. dangerous part about this. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I know it when I see it, and the FCC knows it when they see it, or they, they know it when they don't like it. Yeah, and they know, they know profanity and indecency when they hear it. They can't define it because we found out in that insipid interview yesterday that they can't define anything, but they know it when they hear it. So they're not going to tell us what it is, but when they hear it, they'll let us know and they'll come after us. Well, that, that, uh, that uh, Mr. McKinley that you were talking to, he must have been an attorney. Because uh, William McKinley, former president, sir. President. Well, he might. Uh, hopefully, he won't befall the same fate as the William McKinley of, of the past. But uh, sounded like he already had. 
Yeah, uh, the thing is, you know, I, I, I go to University of Miami Law School, and, and that kind of reasoning that he was using uh, was was just, you know, it was just patent legal reasoning. It was patently offensive. Right, right. As he would say. That, that guy would have gotten an A in, in, in evasive maneuvers in, uh, you know, in, tri in trial tactics. Yeah, I think there's probably something Freudian or at least significant otherwise in the fact that both he and uh, Professor Corey were on, you know, on the same day. Well, what, but tell me, what can you say about uh, Fowler? The guy agrees with this thing. I, can't, I, that's, I couldn't believe that either. Well, again, because he's a professional butt kisser, and he just, uh, and it's interesting to me because there was a caller who questioned him about it the other day when I got off the air, and uh, he was dancing all over the place. And on the one hand, uh, he was saying that there are people who go over the line, but on the other hand, he was defending his uh, childish sex pulls that he's been taking. And have you done it on the ceiling? And did you do it in the car and in the backyard? Did you do it on the floor, on the wall? You know, so I guess that's okay and that's in good taste. But if somebody uh, uses a little bit of language in order to be comedic or in order to make a satirical comment, then that's uh, that's naughty, and we ought to. You know, we ought to applaud the FCC. The guy is a hypocrite and a jerk, and he ought to be arrested for imitating a broadcaster. What the problem is here, and this 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 is this aids our whole society, especially uh, during the Reagan administration, that they just don't want the truth because that's your problem. You know, you 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 get down and you say the things the way they are, and you say the truth. And I know a lot of people tell you that you do that, and and and, and that's true. I feel it's true, and that's the problem with this. Basically, this all gets down to let's not let the people know what's actually going on. We're not yeah. going to let the people know that most of these kids that they're trying to protect are using words twice as bad as the ones they want to ban and, and probably uh, chaining them together. In, in addition to it, let, let's not even, you know, I said that too the other day, but let's go beyond that. Words don't hurt anybody. Words are just, they're, they're just what they are. They're words, and they're only as meaningful as we make them. And if we give them this added significance and we, we cloak them in all of this gigantic shroud of mystery and vulgarity and all of this other, that's when they become something beyond what they are. Words are just ma means of expression. Nothing more, nothing less. Right, right. Well, I think, I think uh, that, that uh, there's a little exception to that words don't hurt anybody. The words that the Reagan administration and, and the, all of their cronies are using the words to get out of, of, of responsibility and the lies and, 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 and... Yeah, but again, that's the intent behind them. It's not the words themselves. It's the right, intent the behind the rulings. And, and they're, they're just getting out of all these, you know, problems. And they can use words, but, well, I just, you know, I just think that this whole thing is, is it's like you say, it's going to happen. The ACLU is going to get down on them. They're going to have a test case, which the ACLU is an expert at doing, is, is uh, setting up a situation and getting somebody to sue and setting up a test case. Yeah. And, and uh, they're going to take it up there. And, and the problem is this. You got O'Connor, you got Rehnquist as Chief Justice, you got Scalia, and you got Justice uh, uh, Stevens, who, who all three of these, all four of these guys, you know, all you need is one more swing vote. Yeah. But, you know, and, and then that's the bad. The FCC is one thing, setting up an administrative rule. But when the Supreme Court comes down and lays down a ruling that they've been itching to lay down since Miller versus California, it's gonna it's gonna really it's gonna really affect the market. Well, let's just cross our fingers. Yeah. Okay, and get our passports ready too. By the way, <laughs> one thirteen at WYNZ. We have an open line in Broward seven six four O seven O seven. We start saying that in this hour because Ernie's show is less than an hour away. Plantation. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I had a couple remarks I've written down here. I just wanted to uh, tell it to you and Fruitcake. The uh, the problem, this is so widespread, 
that the uh, numbers also have a problem. Like, take, for for instance, the number 69, which he mentioned several times yesterday. Yeah. That also could be sexually whatever, right? No. Well. Not in his mind, because he's one of those clean, puritanical individuals. And he probably doesn't even know what that means. But in somebody's mind that's listening to it, they could think that and be offended, so... Absolutely. It could be certainly suggestive. If they're offended, then that means that they know what the words are. That's just silly. I mean, you know the words, and I know the words. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, I could, I'm patently offended by what he said on the radio yesterday. Right? You bet. Right? So also, that would give the weathermen a big problem, because they couldn't say the temperature is 69. They'd have to say it's between 68 and... <laughs> yeah, somewhere between 68 and 70. And we have another problem, because we also have the number 8 which could also be sexually thought of. And yeah. uh, he'd have to say it was between 7 degrees and 9 degrees, which would get rid of Kaye Ocho also. Yeah. Uh -uh. yeah, there's so many different things. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm thinking of getting a little bleep tone and putting it on a cart. Well, so, I figured out a name to rename the FCC. Is it something we can say on the air, sir? Absolutely, but you, it might be patently offensive to somebody if they could think of it as a sexual undertone. So yeah. You could call it the Richard Cranium Communications uh, company, corporation, whatever it is. Yeah, that's okay. You can say Richard Cranium, but they don't like you to say the other word. Right. So I just figured I'd bring those up and let you roll them around and uh, maybe start up a rumor that they're going to change the name. <laughs> okay. I'll get off the air. Good luck to you. And, of course, we certainly, and I mentioned this before, could not refer to uh, President Nixon as Tricky Dick anymore because that obviously uh, could be patently offensive and be considered as a sexual innuendo or as suggestive material. Suggestive of what? Why don't they just come out and say, look, can't talk about sex anymore. Dr. Ruth has got a lot of money. Goodbye. Go spend it. Have a wonderful <laughs> life. Fred Schatz, uh, hey, listen, it's been nice, but goodbye. All of you people, we just don't discuss sex on the air anymore because children might be listening. And this is the same government where the Neanderthal right-wing surgeon general, who's like a guy they let out of a cage, C. Everett Koop, even he has said that we have to start dealing honestly with kids about sex and AIDS and all of these things at a very early age. Even a Neanderthal, a Cretan like him has said that. And the same administration says, in essence, don't talk about sex because kids might hear about it. In the countries where they do, they do, do not, uh, for example, in the Middle East, they, uh, they would run the uncut versions of films, rated R, rated R movies during... Uh, during prime time, like Dirty Harry, and the pregnancy rate over there, I mean, where I go to school, I mean, I, you know, you, it's like pre girl pregnant down in the hallways is something common in every day, but over there, I have not, as far as I know, and I know a lot of people where I come from uh, in the Middle East, they're, they're, they don't have those kind of problems over there, and the kids are more open with their parents, and all this hiding of it makes them more curious, that's at least what I think. Wait a minute, did you say Middle East? Oh, he's going to be Ernie's guest today. No wonder he came in here. I wondered. Okay, we've got some celebrity callers standing by. Ron Harrison. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Oh, how you doing? Good. How are you? Into the conversation. And, of course, I called you yesterday after you got off the air. I didn't want to call and tinkle on you on the air, but that was a great piece of radio yesterday. Thank you. And you stood very tall. And it's time for the sportscasters and the other people in the media, not just the talk show hosts, to get behind this and do something. This is the most frightening, chilling thing that I can recall in all my years in broadcasting. And, uh, you know, there's a guy named Jerry Thomas up in Cincinnati who gives the punchlines to dirty jokes at the end of every hour. And he says, if you missed some of the jokes this last hour, and he hits punchlines, which are absolutely 
you know, antiseptic. They don't say anything. Yeah. If you know the joke, it's a very dirty joke, and it's very funny. Would those also be banned? You know, you take a look at that thing. What they're doing is they're probing, and they're trying to exercise mind control, and it, it, it's beyond belief. And I heard Tanner say a little bit earlier, how far is this going to go? And I heard the, the idiot uh, McKinney from the FCC on, uh, who just barked the uh, Neanderthal line that they uh, yeah. are, are putting down. He said, well, I don't think we're just going to go out and start. But the point is this. We've had a breakdown in the search and seizure laws. They are now allowed to do roadblocks. All of this has come about under the Reagan administration. And while they haven't pushed it to the limit, they can and that's the scary thing. Right? Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely frightening. And By the way, there's a message Kyle just put on the screen. Daffy's callers yesterday uh, said that they thought it was wonderful hearing me be put in my place by Mr. McKinney of the SEC. That should give you an idea of where that crowd is coming from. You know, again, these pseudo-intellectual snobs, and, of course, we know that they would never use any of their, these words in their uh, day-in and day-out affairs. They ought to hear some of the jokes that she's told me off the year. It would make them grow new hair on their head, you know. But again, you know, be a hypocrite, I guess, is what it's all about. Uh, when you're off the air, speak one way, and the real world operates one way. And when we're on the air, we're supposed to be in fantasy land, I guess. Well, what happens is, as I told you, you really what you should have done is set the interview up a little bit and said, hey, here it is again, and played it back, uh, and you ought to do that sometime, and let the people hear how evasive the man was. He had no answers. Yeah. And the vagueness, the vagueness is what's scary, because uh, they can interpret anything. And the, the, what they're saying is, well, the government's going to read your mind, and if uh, we can read your mind, you're in real trouble. And uh, it's uh, I, America ought to get up. I heard another guy say, well, if we don't do anything about this, then we deserve it. Well, you know, that's a, that's a damn poor attitude. Uh, if we don't do anything about it, then we deserve it. And, uh, are we going to do something about it? I'm on, I'm on board with you, pal. Okay. We're going to do something about it. You watch. Right we are. And uh, this is something that uh, has to be done. This is really an infringement on free speech. Okay. And as you say, you can't get a little bit pregnant. You can't infringe a little bit on free speech. You're either infringing or you're not. Okay, Ron. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. See you Monday. Yeah. Have another celebrity caller, G. Michael McKay, is standing by. Mike, how you doing? Pretty good, Neil. You're right on with this whole subject. Absolutely. I heard Tanner's call before, and I won't try to one-up him, but rather one also. Uh, every broadcaster in this town should be on the phone with you today, and every broadcaster should be lining up behind you. We've all got our asterisk. Can they say asterisk? Sure, up until we get the letter. Yeah, right, until Monday. Then you can only say to risk. Uh, the Reagan regime really is coming in at us hard right now, and it's time for all the broadcasters to uh, to really get behind you. Uh, something has to be done, and that means everybody uh, needs to rally. It can't just be like the 7-Eleven that you pointed out before. Everybody yeah, everybody rolled, or everybody rolled over and played dead on that. And, you know, again, life isn't going to end because, uh, you know, you can go to Eckerd's and buy Playboy or Penthouse or whatever. But the bottom line is that every time people do roll over and play dead and allow one more nail to be in a coffin, uh, it's just, it's, it, it just sets a pattern that sooner or later is going to become irreversible. Absolutely. I'd like to offer you access to the Hot 105 morning show as well for whatever gets going, and please feel free to call on me to help out. And I hope every broadcaster, including the Rick Shaws and the Lee Fowlers and everybody, gets behind you too, even when they start to realize that it's their ass to risk as well. Excellent. We're going to do it this week, uh, come Monday, and I'll be in touch with everybody, and we'll see, hopefully the majority of the people get on the bandwagon. All right, Neil. And by the way, one question is, now, taffy is a sticky, gooey substance that gets dragged between the fingers, right? Exactly. Is that legitimate to use, or will she have to change her name Monday? Well, her show has been rated obscene on this show, on this station for a long time, but we'll see what happens Monday. All right. See you later. Oh, we may have to send her to Turkey, to Istanbul. 
Buddy McCallum. Turkish Taffy. Okay, it's 21 past 1 at WINZ, and it's great to hear from uh, some people in the business, as Jerry Williams would say, and hopefully, uh, you know, what's going to happen with the people over at Fowler Station? I mean, are they all going to have to roll over and play dead, too? Because doing Papa, that right now. Because Papa Lee says, hey, it's a great ruling, and Jefferson Pilot says this. I mean, if we got a lot of cowards out there, we're sure going to find out about it in the next few days. Who knows what evil lurks in the cellars of embassies? Find out Saturday at 2 when we discuss spy tech with author Graham Yost. This is Ernie Sochin. See you Saturday at 2. It's the great spy in the sky with Ernie Sochin this afternoon. The Jewish spies, of course. It's 25 minutes past 1 at WINZ. That Ernie, he's incredible. He comes in here with tons of halava, and uh, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Okay, where are we going next? To Miami. Hello. Hi. Hi. Boy, this has been a great program. I'm so glad all the professionals have been calling in. When I first heard about this ruling, it, it didn't really sink in, and I thought, so what if, if Stern can't say genitals over the radio or something like that? You know, that's just no really threat to anyone. Well, not only that, but... but the, the more I start thinking about it, they might decide, you know, that it's a downer for kids to hear about nuclear accidents. They might feel that it's, you know, like assassination uh, uh, pamphlets that the CIA has printed up. I, those are very down, depressing things, and the children might not need to hear about that. I mean, this thing could go on and on. And, and what is odd about it, it's totally against Reagan's uh, hands-off business policy. You oh, know, yeah. Uh, no regulations towards business. Let the market... Well, you see that, but that's the way it's always been with the, with the far right. In other words, right. let, let big business do anything they want and don't interfere. But when it comes to individuals and their private lives and personal choices, mm -hmm. that's when Big Brother starts stepping in, into the bedroom, into the radio, into the TV set, anywhere they can get in. And when have you ever heard that 69 letters could have made an impact to cause an investigation? Yeah, isn't that incredible? In the fourth largest market in the country, in Philadelphia, which has about 5 or 6 million people, 69 letters, and again, I'm going to check it out, but the rumor is that 63 of them were unsigned, uh, are enough to cause them to, to have a hearing to take action against the broadcast Think station? about this, Neil, with all this... Uh, PTL or Pat Robertson with their very sophisticated computerized oh, yeah. mailing. Yeah. If they take hold of this thing, which which this just sounds like it's a really uh, extra chromosome Republican type thing, you know, yeah. uh, they could get their members to start mailing out thousands of letters. Oh, you bet. That's a very good point, and I can just see Falwell especially now that he's got two empires going yes. at the same time. Yes. So I, I want every listener to think about it. Calls are not going to do any good, and I despise writing letters, but I will write a letter on this. I may write two letters, one for me, one for my husband, maybe another one for my son, because I think this happens to be a very, very important thing. Well, what I am going to do Monday, I'm going to, we're going to draw petition forms. And what I would like to see is broadcasters all over the country. These aren't going to be, you know, on radio station letterhead. They're just going to be petition forms signed by American citizens all over this country. 
Absolutely. And they are, we are going to petition the FCC to reverse that ruling and to stop infringing upon freedom of speech and stop interfering in content. You know, again, it's freedom of choice. If people want to censor, it's an individual basis. If you don't want to watch something, turn it off. If you don't want to listen to something, turn it off. If you don't want to read something, turn it off. If you don't want your children to see or hear it, take it away from them or turn it off. Censorship must be individual. It can't be but done like by the, the product, government. We don't buy it. Exactly. And if, if people really want to get smart, besides writing uh, to the FCC and going along with your petitions, anyone that sponsors any of their favorite uh, radio or television programs, they ought to write them. I don't care if it's GE or whatever, because letters count to these people. Say, we, we like this program. Keep sponsoring it. Yeah, and of course, if 69 letters cause them to have this hearing, and we're able to send them hundreds of thousands or even millions of signatures from all over America, and they, and they ignore it, then how are they going to justify that? The churches are going to get right behind this. Yeah, you bet. And, and they, oh gosh, they're good at their mailing list. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Okay, nice talking thanks to you. Thanks a lot. How many people are in the FCC Commission? I think five, isn't it? Five. Five Neanderthals. It was a unanimous vote. Well, somebody must have some influence over there on... I mean, it could be their wife, maybe their, uh... Yeah, it was five. Yeah, there are five of them. So it's basically just five, this thing, those five people's opinions. And th what probably, I think, this is just my opinion, I think it's gonna, this, this whole thing is going to be abused and you're going to have everybody who doesn't like so-and-so going to write in about him. Well, no question and, about it. That, and that's gonna, the I whole think thing. they're probably going to let go of it without you doing the petitions, but that would be a good idea. Well, but this is what I told this guy yesterday, uh, uh, McKinnon. I said to him, look, now you're opening up this Pandora's box. You had 20,000 letters from a country of 250 million people last year, which is really nothing. Now you're going to have perhaps millions of letters. And here, as you already know, the staff is minimal to non-existent. The Reagan you know, budget has eliminated most of the staff from the FCC, so they really don't have the wherewithal or the manpower to deal with most of these complaints. How in hell are they, A, going to continue monitoring the signals and do the things they ought to be doing at a technical standpoint, and B, be able to get into the legalese of handling every single complaint? Can you imagine the number of logger tapes I mean, they're going to have tapeworm at the FCC by the time they get through with the tapes. There are going to be tapes of every damn show that's ever been invented and some that haven't even gotten on the air yet by the time they get through with this. And how are they going to find... And you know what this reminds me of? It's like the judges who watch the pornography tapes. Yeah. Oh, do they have a good time, man. The judges take home that bundleful. They lock themselves in behind the door. And when they come out, it's unbelievable. After they come out of about five days in seclusion, it's... Uh, they're just ready to pass out. All those old farts up there, man, getting their last gasp. Oh, look at that. It's John Holmes. Oh. Boy, it's just unbelievable. This is going to be the same thing. We're going to have a bunch of old, senile farts in Washington listening to tapes of Howard Stern saying dickhead and uh, Neil Rogers saying douchebag and whatever else it is they're listening to. And they're going to be sitting in there. It's just going to be like confession in the Catholic Church, man. Tapes are going to be playing on one side, and they're going to be on the other side. Kendall, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Good morning. I'd like to suggest one idea that they might try. I mean, um, it's used power broadcasting. So it's a kind of large network. We'll send up people just calling from all over the nation, not just broadcasters, but people who are just out there listening and watching television. Let's have their opinions on exactly, I mean, uncensored opinions on what they think should be done about censoring broadcasting, what should and what shouldn't be said. Yeah, it looks like people talk for a while. Because I don't... Um, I don't think these two letters in Philadelphia, wherever they came from, to really censor everything that we say. 
Okay, sir. Well, listen, we're going to try to interpret that, and uh, we'll see if it needs to be censored or not. I'm sure that the intention was good, but I uh, uh, no comprende. Kendall, hello. That's me. That's you. Neil, I've been listening to you for three years, and this is the first time I've called. Uh, I'm a, a sports nut, and when I'm really desperate and there's nothing on, you know, when ESPN is running reruns of the National Figure Skating Championships, I will put on TBS and watch the Atlanta Braves baseball game. Right. And those announcers, I guess they should be endorsed by the insomniacs of America, can really put you to sleep. And I think that you ought to apply for the job of baseball announcer for the TBS uh, network, except I have a warning for you because I've heard you on the hurricane games before, and, and more often than not I've heard you refer to, to non-strikes as balls. Oh, yeah, you can't say that anymore. No, and to, to Especially if the count is 2-0. and oh. Exactly. Oh boy, are you in trouble then? How about pops up, pop ups as high flies? Obviously mm -hmm. appealing to the period instincts, period baseball. Instincts. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. You know, as much as I enjoy doing a Hurricanes game, in a way, I'm relieved. I last night was the last telecast because I can't say the catcher's name anymore after I get the letter. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Doug D. What about that? Something. I guess we'll have to change his name to DeSensei or something. You know. Uh, you have to take the law off or something like that. Yeah. Uh, also, I've heard, I think on one occasion, I heard you referred to a double as a two-bagger, and I almost... <laughs> well, I know what you were trying to say. <laughs> and in addition to that, I heard you say one other thing, and I don't understand the innuendo. I'm not all that sophisticated. But you were talking about a split-fingered pitch, and to me, it just smacked of S&M. I mean, I wasn't sure exactly what that is, but maybe you can explain that to me. Oh, no, two graphics, sir. It would probably uh, be patently offensive to many of our Century Village listeners. Yes, I think that Mike Scott is going to have to eliminate that pitch from his repertory after Monday. Yeah. But it comes out because nobody's going to be able to say it. It leaves it open to too much uh, connotation. You know, one of the advertising agencies in town ran a commercial or put together a commercial in which they say, bull spit. Mm -hmm. And uh, we played it once, I think, and our, our people pulled it off the air, which, uh, you know, I can debate one way or the other. I don't really care. But several of the stations in the market have played it and continue to play it. Now, again, even though it isn't one of the words per se, certainly the innuendo is there. It's, it's close enough, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, it, it gets down to commercials. It gets down to comedy. It gets into sports. It gets into every single aspect of anything that can be on radio or TV. Well, anyway, I just I just wanted to alert you to that because if you if you'll be doing the Hurricane Games again next year, and I hope you will be, you bring yeah. a lot to those games, that you will uh, come up with a new set of uh, of words to describe what's going on in the field. Okay, maybe we'll just give hand signals. Very good. Okay, thanks a lot. If, if their mind isn't in the gutter, they won't pick up on those things. Now you want to call it gutter, whatever you want to call it, but. It's basically what they're thinking of, and they're just picking up on it. Well, you see, again, another part of the problem is that they don't understand the contemporary usage of a lot of these words. For example, when I was on at night, two, three years ago, I started calling a couple of the callers subhuman douchebags, and I didn't use the expression a lot, but there were some people who were just so obnoxious, and I thought it fit perfectly. And I understand the way the word is used in contemporary usage, especially in New York, and it has nothing to do with women, and it has nothing to do with the instrument itself. It's just a way of saying something. But he's a nerd, a jerk. And now in the daytime that we have such a, so much broader of an audience, I guess that was the wrong word, broad, surely get all upset, a much wider <laughs> audience, wider also would get surely upset, a much 
more numerous audience. Uh, the fact is that there are people listening who have never heard it before, and all of a sudden, what was something that was perfectly acceptable and we got no response to before, now we got a whole bunch of little old ladies getting hysterical because we used that word on the ear. And that's exactly what happens even with Howard Stern, when he calls somebody a real dick, for example. In New York, that just means a jerk. It has nothing to do with any part of the anatomy. It just means a jerk. Like James McKinney, for example. That's what I should have told him yesterday. I should have said, you know, you're a real... Uh... Although I did say dickhead a couple of times, and he never batted an eyelash. He really didn't, although I did hear a little tinkling on his leg there. I, I'm not sure what it was. 24 before 2 at WINZ. We're going to take a little break here, and when we come back, we'll continue. 